Hello everybody, how's it going, and welcome back to the Kill Connor Club podcast. I'm one of your hosts, James, and I'm joined, as always, by Tyler. What's going as on, guys? Well, okay, well, that's <laughs> that's not not what happens. Uh, as always, yeah, I'm Tyler, but now I'm flustered, thanks, Brett, <laughs> you fuck. You're welcome. And we're joined by Brett. Hello, thank you guys for having me again. It's always good to be on the, uh, the Kill Connor Club. Yeah, it is. Yeah, well, always good to have you. It's the final Kill Connor Club for 2017, episode 62. So there's no one we'd rather have on, except maybe Nick. It's close. <laughs> yeah, 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 so you couldn't show up, so you guys asked me. You were our Ideally, alternate, though. Our, what we call the super sub, as we call you. <laughs> Ideally, I think, honestly, it would have been great to have both Nick and Brett, since people fucking love those ones, where we have both of you on. Would have been great, but fucking Nick's fucked off to, I don't know where he is now, he was in Paris yesterday, so I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, I thought he was in your country now. Oh, I don't know. strange. The problem is, though, he could still be on the podcast, but the problem is he didn't bring his microphone, because he's a fuck. Also, the internet in the hotels he's been staying in has been fucking dreadful like he jumped he jumped on discord the other day and it was just it was just terrible so yeah even okay. with well i guess mic. he's he's cut from the community officially starting now <laughs> anyway guys this is the kill Connor club podcast powered by as always entertainment over patreon.com slash as always where you can get bonus podcast exclusive to patreon for just one dollar you can become an as always member so we're going to thank a few sweet vintage lads that all this year have been supporting this podcast over on Patreon, so thank you to them. We have Ben, or Moderox. We have, well, well he was a new patron, Sack47, but I called him Ballsack, and he changed his name officially to Ballsack47, so thank you, Ballsack47. He did. We have T-Man, Travis, Kizek, Billy, the Team Titanite Captain Robertson. Shout out to Billy, my boy. We have Josh Devlier, Damien, Mario5380, Lumistrad, David Bindis, Connor DeRose, Ginger Nut Jared, Big Up, Long-Eared Fox, George Welford. We have Joshua Mora, Gene, Marcus Blackburn, The Humble Worm, Nimbus, Seth, Tom Cunningham, Oscar, Ravjai, Zach Neely, Son of a Bitch, Ojiadoga, Tyler Tranter, Brendan, or BQ Overlord, and Pink Flame, 313. Thank you, you sweet vintage lads, for supporting us this year uh, and getting those exclusive podcasts, which we'll still be doing even, even over the Christmas and holiday period, so... There won't be any breaks from that. No. Okay, business is is done to the podcast. Brett, yes, what's up? Um, well, I'm moving next week, so there's that. Are you moving house, or are you moving uh, like a big distance again? <clears throat> yeah. So uh, earlier this year, I moved from Florida to Washington, and then right now I'm staying in an apartment, but it's like it's eight hundred dollars a month or something crazy like that for rent. So. I'm just going to move to a house, and the house is literally three minutes away from here. So it's just a quick, easy move, but it's still getting a house. So it's kind of big, but yeah. Is it $800 a month per person? Especially for you and your roommate, is it $800 each? Yep, it is. Fuck. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, US, that's fucked. That's expensive. Yeah. I was thinking Australian dollars. I'm like, that's all right. I'm like, ah, it's not really all right, is it? Because it's different. Yeah. Yeah. And they um, they make you pay dog rent. So, which is so dumb. And then yeah. Okay. Does your dog yeah, pay I mean, it, or do you pay it? <laughs> my dog pays it. Both of them. In, okay. In good. shit. Just, just, yeah. Just in dog shit. 
Yeah, and dog <laughs> shit, which I have to clean up as well. So, <laughs> yeah. But other than that, I mean, um, I mean, just been playing Assassin's Creed, uploading some videos, you know, the usual boring okay. stuff. Yeah, boring <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I'm not that hey, interesting man. of a person. I'm sorry. Hey, look. I was just, so, you know what? I only just found, because I was looking on your channel the other day, and I was like, first of all, thank you for putting me above James on your featured channels list. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, that's just the first thing I noticed. I wanted to point out. I'm like, thank you. I appreciate it. Second of all, I was like, what's bread? I don't know what that is. So I went over and I watched all your vlogs on your bread channel. Yeah, there's and only so like I four, actually, though. Yep, that's right. So that's why I watched all of them because there's only <laughs> yeah. four. If there, was, if there was five, wouldn't have done it. Would have been like I watched four. <laughs> there was the exact amount that I'd want to watch, um, but but saw your saw your move and stuff, and I, and then like the, obviously the you, I'm all I'm gonna say is like Florida is like the most when I hear about Florida, I think old people retire there, like beaches, warm weather, their arthritis kicks in, they want to <laughs> move to the warm. I look at Washington, I'm like, that place looks mythical. You know what I mean? Like it looks yeah. like ancient shit. Like, it looks awesome. And when I say yeah. shit, I don't mean, like, it looks like pure shit. You live in a shithole. I'm sorry. No. Washington looks amazing. Like, what's the difference been like for yeah, you? Yeah, so, like, Florida is Why Washington really... for you? Like, that's literally the opposite end. You've gone from, like, the bottom east coast Florida to the top west coast in Washington. Yeah, they're, like, they're completely different. Florida is humid. It's hot all year. Like, I've never seen snow in my life. And when I moved to Washington, I saw it, you know, the third week here. And then not only that, it's just, I mean, there, there is young people in Florida. I don't want people to just think there's old people everywhere because that's not really true. Um, but there's not really any nature. I mean, there kind of is, but it's, it's not good. The land is all flat. Um, there's just lakes and crocodiles and it's, it's scary. And I, I've lived there for 20 years, so I just kind of wanted a change, and I just decided to move because I can move anywhere. So originally, I wanted to go to like Seattle or something, but that that's way too expensive. Like rent there is 1600 per person or something for like the same size spot I'm in right now. So uh, yeah, I decided to go in yeah. Spokane, Washington. And it's uh, it's been nice. I mean, everyone here is nice. My car insurance went down. You know, in Florida it was two hundred and fifty dollars, and here it's a hundred dollars. And I know that kind of sounds boring to some people, like bring up car insurance. Every I remember the first time. episode. Every yeah. fucking time you're on, <laughs> we talk about fucking I car insurance. I'm sorry, but I, it decreased hundred and fifty dollars just by moving. A month. <laughs> So I, I'm every time we have you on, we get an update on where about your car <laughs> payments have been, where about your insurance payments are. That's good. I'm glad. I really was excited. There's a number. That's my next question, actually. Like, how's the car insurance? That was totally on the list. It wasn't, but thanks for the awkward silence. Um, <laughs> oh, God, now, sorry. <laughs> uh, I did actually have a follow-up question, but now I've fucking forgotten it. Uh, no, so where about to spoke to Seattle? Oh, Brett's gone. That's what why. What's going oh, on? Brett's gone. That's why there's awkward silence. Is he Can't gone? Hear him. No, he's... Well, he's... He's here. He's here. Can't hear him. He's not answering. Okay. What's he doing? Oh, Siri. No, no, no. 
What? Sorry, Siri went off. I didn't mean to do that. Okay. Is that is he here? Whoa. Brett. <laughs> yes. Hello. Oh, what that... happened? I don't know. I just cut out. Okay. It's still, it was plugged in. I had to unplug it, plug it back in. So where did I cut off? Oh well, I there was an awkward silence when I was like made a reference to that was my next question on the list was your car insurance. That was an awkward silence. I'm like, oh, thanks for the awkward silence, guys. And then I realized you weren't even there. No, I was laughing. I'm sorry. Okay. So, it's like, no, Jay, look, Brett does it again. He cuts out the laughing so the people <laughs> can't hear. <laughs> but he's like, I'm going to unplug my mic just so they can't hear me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, man. That's funny. Um, <clears throat> Is... This is a legitimate question, just because I've moved states before in my country. Do you find this people are nicer in Washington than they are in Florida? Um, I feel like they're actually kind of the same, honestly. Um, I did make sure, like in Florida, I did live in kind of a better area, so a lot of the people were nicer. And um, yep, no, we get it. No, not a rich. Well, okay, yeah, kind of rich area. But, and then when I went to Spokane, I kind of made sure, like, there was not any crime, really. And I, tr I made sure to pick kind of the best area. So, honestly, the people have kind of been the same. Everyone's really nice. Yeah. I'm, gu okay. I'm guessing you've had a completely different experience. No, I don't know. Like, the thing is, I go back and forth when I moved, because I come, <clears throat> I grew up in Queensland, but, like, the cap near the capital in Brisbane. And Queensland's kind of known as, like, the Texas of Australia. Like, that's kind of what people if, reference it to. You know what I mean? You know, we don't call them, like, rednecks here. We call them bogans. It's, like, the Australian word for, you know, just, like, fucking, you know, we, retards, retard <laughs> white people, like, poor white people that are on just meth all the time. Um <clears throat> that walk around the streets in just like shorts and no shirt and thongs and shit like um but it's interesting because i moved to melbourne which is a very more you know modern progressive sort of city way more going on lots of art and culture here and stuff like and i live you know in the city rather than you know out um you know in quieter suburbs <clears throat> and at first i thought melbourne was way nicer but honestly every it's the surface of Melbourne's really nice, like of what it, you know, the, the image it has, it's a really nice image and everything, and, and maybe in general it's like a nicer place, but like everyone is in it for themselves here. That's the biggest thing I can say mm. down here. It's like when it comes right, when you cut through the bullshit of this image and, you, you know, yeah, I've lived here for three years, over three years, there's, you know, if you're on a train and something's going on, no one's going to say shit. Everyone's in it for themselves. Just don't bother them and it's fine. Like, no one's going to help you on the street. You know, I go up to, I go back home to Queensland and it's way more community centric. Like, I remember on a highway, a dog jumped out of a car. Every car stopped and everyone didn't just stop their car. They got out of their car to help get the dog. Like, I'm like, that would never happen in Melbourne. That would never, ha never happen. People would fucking run over that dog because it's in their way. Like, you know what I mean? Like... In in Queensland, it's, I don't know. Maybe it's just maybe it's because they're all white up there. I don't know. That's just pure speculation. <laughs> but I'm just saying. You're racist. Just, I'm not racist <laughs> at all. At all. At all. My people, 
Yes, maybe. Possible? No, not really. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, it's just a way more community-focused thing, I guess. I don't know how to explain it. But I'm going back there now, so that'll be that'll be nice for a while. And then maybe I'll come to your over, across the pond over to your to your neck of the woods, Brett. You should. Have yeah. you ever been to the U.S.? Never, never. Very excited to. For uh, for my twenty first birthday, I really want to go to Vegas and just get oh, wasted, dude. <laughs> I'll I'll be there. I will be there. Can, can we make it around like when there's like a UFC fight card on there in Vegas? I mean, That'd is be there one in February? <laughs> this in is this February. coming Feb? No, there's one in Perth, Australia, and I'll be there for that. So no, there's one in March in Vegas. Oh, that's pretty good, actually. Yes, Maybe I'll delay it if you actually would come out. I mean, if it was if it was March, twenty nineteen, I would, but I can't afford it. Oh. I've just quit my job and I'm moving back with my parents, so like for a bit. So don't really have the money for that. So maybe <laughs> next time. No, but I will be coming to the U.S. soon once I once I start saving, get a new job. Well, that's what around here, you're welcome to stay with me if you want. Well, well I'm literally, I will go out of my way to go to Spokane, Washington, so I can see you, so it's okay. <laughs> okay. I'll be like, oh, bro, I just happened to be in Spokane when I was thinking of all the places I wanted to go yeah. stay. <laughs> Spokane, Washington. <laughs> Spokane is just like off on the side in Washington. Like it's the second biggest city, but we're on the complete opposite end. So like no one really cares about us. So, uh, trust me, if you were planning a trip, you would never come here. Unless I want, specifically wanted yeah. to. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess that's what I have to do. That's what I have to do. <clears throat> um, okay. Anyway, this is the last podcast of the year. I said that already. But the thing is about this podcast that we kind of made last year was a big kind of like end of year awards, essentially, and then also a look into the future 2018 and all the sorts of games and, and, and speculation and movies and TV shows and things we're excited about to see in the future. So I thought maybe it's best to just get right into it. I gave you guys some homework. I gave you guys five categories I wanted you to write a top five list for. You've both done that? Yeah. I have four things. What's – okay, I, I'm missing oh, one. Oh, sorry, four things, four things. Okay. I wrote – Sorry, I wrote a fifth that was specifically to me and that wouldn't really be relevant to you guys that I just wanted a bonus. There's four. Correct. Okay. I gave you... Okay, yeah, Sorry, yes. that's my bad. That's my bad. I did my homework then. Okay. So, this is officially, ladies and gentlemen, the Kill Connor Club 2017 award show. Starting Woo! off with... Uh, I, d I don't want to go straight into games because I feel like that's the biggest one, right? <clears throat> Yeah, that's true. Uh, the other way. Uh, yeah, sure. So let's start with music. Let's mm -hmm. go to albums. Mm -hmm. So who, what are the top five albums of 2017 that you've listened to? Obviously, This is a very biased list, and maybe I feel like w w James and I usually come to a consensus when it comes to like games or movies or something, but this sort of stuff, I just kind of want to hear what you guys listen to. Mm -hmm. uh, James, you can start. Okay, I mean, okay, so when I was writing this list, I realized that there's not really much that I listened to this year, to be honest. Yeah, um, no, I'm, I'm same. And so I was like, well, shit. I, I mean, obviously, like, the best album for me that came out this year was Divide from Ed Sheeran. 
uh, yep. I think was fucking fantastic. That was great. And I listened to that for most of the year. And then um, I didn't really listen to much else. I mean, Paramore released an album this year, and I thought that was pretty good. Um, another band I listened to called As It Is released an album. That was pretty good. But other than that, there's been, I, mean, I haven't really listened to anything. I don't know. This, I mean, I was saying this the other day to George. I was like, I haven't been listening to music recently. Like, I listened to a lot of music last year and the year before that. But, like, I don't know. This year has sort of been a little bit, I don't know, absent with the old music shit. So, what about you guys? Brett, do you want to take this? Yeah. So, I, I only have four. Um, first one is Damn, Kendrick Lamar. And even then... I don't really I didn't really listen to everything on that album. Uh there's also Divide, Ed Sheeran, mm-hmm. uh Reputation, Taylor Swift, greatest album of all time. Okay. Terrible well, album. It was so bad. horrendous, horrendous album. No, it's, like it's it. not like I like it, but her other albums are way better. I was so disappointed. I was like so fucking disappointed because I love Taylor Swift. But, no. See, I don't really I don't really like Taylor Swift. Like she's okay. I have nothing no issues with her. It's not really the music I listen to. But that album in particular, I did actually sit down and listen to it because I was like, let's just listen to it. And I was like, no. The, I'll tell you, there's 45 seconds that were really good. And it was when Ed Sheeran rapped. And that was about it. <laughs> Ed Sheeran section in Endgame. And that's it. That whole album is pure dick after that. Yeah, it felt kind of all over the place. Like, I don't know what she was trying to do with it. Yeah, like, at first, I really didn't like it. But once you just start listening to it on repeat, it starts growing on you. But I'll admit, her other albums are way better i think like red is probably my favorite one oh, yeah red <clears throat> so good. that's um, the one with the uh, everything's changed with ed sheeran right yeah that's yep. idea. only way i know taylor swift songs is, is ed sheeran <laughs> <laughs> um and the last album i had was uh everybody by logic that uh it's just a good album oh that's the dude that has like the 1-800 song right yep yeah that's a good song that's a really good song Brilliant. I remember tweeting it out, and uh, James was like, are you okay? Listen, James, it was just a really good song. I'm sorry. I don't don't remember this. I don't even know what you're talking about. I remember. I'm calling you out on it. (laughs) Calling you out. No, it's a a really good album. Uh, 1-800, Everybody. Black Spider-Man, all oh, good songs. I remember, yeah, <laughs> I remember. Because yeah. it was like this weird, I was like, what is going on? It was like, was it like, was it, is it rap music? Uh, like... 1-800 is not really. Uh, his other stuff mainly is. 1-800 has some rap, but It was like something all... that I just didn't even relate to you listening. That's why I was like, what the fuck is going on? It was just so sort of, I don't know. It was so, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, no, like I didn't, like, I've never thought about suicide or anything, but I just wanted to share it because it is a really, really good message and song. So that's why I did it. Yeah, sure. it's a good song. But yeah, those are my top four <clears throat> albums. Okay. Well, I've, I got five, and it was this was it was hard for me to do the list. Like, I felt like I haven't listened to a lot of music this year. Um, new music. I've listened to a lot of music, but lots of old yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, but music from this year, I definitely found five. I think there was about... Eight albums I'd really enjoyed this year, but the five, I'll go backwards. So number five I had was Cold Like War, which is from a band called We Came As Romans. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the first kind of, this is a band, this is like a metalcore band. Um, and I've listened to them before, but this is the first full album I'd ever listened to, and I really, really dug it. So I wanted to put that on there for people that don't know We Came As Romans. 
<clears throat> yeah, I I dig, I dig. In spirit, shout out, <laughs> shout out to Nick. Um, number four was Search for Everything, which was John Mayer's new album, which uh, he released in three EP parts this year, the start of the year, which I fucking loved that album. Really, really good. Um, it's probably like my second or third favorite John Mayer album ever. Um, then there was number three was Shadow Inside by Miss May I, which... Oh God, Miss May. Miss May was a band I listened to like in high when I started high school. Mm-hmm. And, so like and three years ago. It was about ten years ago. So you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think the first time I listened to them was two thousand nine when uh, my um, one of my best mates Joel got me into them. But then they put out like two shit albums in a row, and I was like, okay, I'm over them. But then they put like the last two albums have been killers like my two favorite albums from them have been their last two they're great they're they're metal core hardcore sort of screamo band as well um number two was selective hearing by our last night they're like a metal rock band and they do lots and lots of covers as well they did the one the reason i know the one eight hundred song is because they covered that oh. um so if you like rock covers of pop songs of shit pop songs like taylor swift songs um <laughs> are these people on youtube actually yeah yeah they're huge they're big yeah. on youtube yeah i feel like i've seen a lot of their videos yeah but their original their last night's originals are way better than any of their covers like their original songs are so good and selective hearing was really good like the whole album's kind of focusing on like the honestly the like um rage culture like reaction culture to in politics and twitter and things like that like um, one of the songs is called Tongue Tied. It's one of my favorites, and it's pretty much all songs like about, um, and that's where it has the line selective hearing. It's like people are waiting for you to, you know, people, it's just about someone in position of power and people waiting for you to say something wrong so they can use it against you and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, just like that whole rage reaction culture. And all their songs are kind of related around that. It's a really great album, but the best album of the year by far. And honestly, you know, this album came out in March. I can say now, this is my favorite album of all time, of any any artist ever, and it's Divide by Ed Sheeran. Mm-hmm. I think it's the greatest album ever, I've ever heard in my life. And I was listening idea. to ACDC's Back in Black yesterday, and I was like, yeah, okay, I'm going to go with Divide. Like, it's close. <laughs> yeah. Like, that Back in Black album, I was like, oh, that could be the greatest album of all time. No, I think, um, I really do think Divide. Like, I've listened to that album on repeat the whole year, and I'm not sick of any song. Except maybe Shape of You, but like that was all. <laughs> that was already like my least favorite. So I love it, Shape of You, but like it was never my favorite, and I never understood why it was like picked up as like the be- biggest song on the album, popular it was wise. A single, wasn't it? And it's because people can just get behind single. it because they're like, it came, oh, came like, single you know. with Castle on the Hill. Castle on the Hill is a far superior song. I know it is, but I guess it's just because some people like that. Like, oh, I like a good beat. And because it's like, you know. Yeah, but think about it. Think about this. Let's just look at the YouTube views of the music videos. Castle on the Hill has 250 million. Shape of You has 2.8 billion. <laughs> Fucking hell. Like, how is... people like a fast-paced song. People are just into that shit. I mean, I, I mean that's not why I listen to Ed Sheeran, necessarily. Like, he yeah. does... Like, well, everything he does is good. But, like, yeah, yeah, Castle on the Hill was way better than Shape Fast of You. Know, Fast of yeah. I think Shape of You is also just kind of easier to remember, like, the lyrics and sing along, too. It's just a catchy pop song, isn't it? It was, yeah. it was kind of just written to be what it is, you know what yeah. I mean? It was kind of written to be the, the one that 
you know, it's not it's not Ed's favorite, but like he knows everyone will love like mainstream. Yeah, yeah. We'll just like get fucking a hard on for it. <laughs> um, don't get me wrong, I love Shave View. It's great in nightclubs and to dance to and stuff. But like, yeah, it's yeah, Castle on the Hill just as singles when they release, I'd love a million times more. Mm. Um, but yeah, that oh god, that whole album. Like, I've every song on that album has been my favorite at one point or another for like a day or two. But yeah, jeez, what an album! What an album! And he's gonna uh, he's gonna be on Eminem's new album for a he's, song. Excuse me. Yep. <laughs> he's, he's gonna he's featuring on an Eminem song. Oh my god! Oh yeah. my god! <laughs> oh my god! When does that album release? Actually. Oh my god! Straight white power rise. Wait, what? December fifteenth. <laughs> December fifteenth. What this year? Yep. Oh shit. The day after Star Wars. It's awesome. like Assassin's Christmas, James. <laughs> no, we've 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 determined Assassin's Christmas is the twenty seventh of December. Um What's that? Uh there's no reason. Jamie just said it. It is so we we kinda went with that. But it, also we realised that's also the anniversary of the day Carrie Fisher died as well, unfortunately, but um Okay, that's yeah, that's not good. Yeah, but that's I mean that's Assassin's Christmas. No, we can't we can't change it. But um you know. Do you, know what's, do you know what's funny? Speaking of Carrie Fisher dying, because like I've been. Like, <laughs> oh my god! That's <laughs> that was a terrible segue. But like, it just reminded me. It, I'm just, it's not even. Funny. Take that out of context. Do you know what's funny? Speaking of Carrie Fisher dying. <laughs> just that bit. <laughs> just that bit. No, but like I just remembered when Carrie Fisher died last year, because I was just mm. thinking about. Um, you know, I've been trying to get back into shape because at the start of the year, I was in serious fucking shape. And I'm, I was trying to remember what started it. It was, I hadn't done much exercise in a little bit. And Carrie Fisher died. I woke up, found, heard the news, was so fucking upset. I just ran. I forest gumped it. I literally just, like, I ne- I've got, I'm so like, I need to, you know, l- running, you know, gets emotions out. Um, and because I'm a man, I don't cry, obviously. And if I do, it's by myself in my room like a real man. I'm not a pussy. So, <laughs> um, you know, so I just ran. I just went for a long run. And then I just got addicted to running after that. So shout out to Carrie Fisher dying, getting me into mad shape. And stuff. <laughs> Speaking of dying, um, if a celebrity, like, if one were to die, that would impact me the most. I think it would honestly be uh, Stan Lee. And he's what like if... 95 years old right now, and it's sad yeah, to think about that. Me for sure. Fucking hell. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, it'd be guy. sad, but I mean, fuck. I mean, I'm not going to be like, oh, he had so much left to give. Like, he's given us more than we deserve. But he'll live forever. He will live forever. He's an immortal. He is an immortal man, Stanley. I like to believe he is. Um, not really immortal, but like he'll live through us and all his and the Marvel universe. He's great. Oh, yeah. Well, speaking of Stan Lee, then, the next category, top five oh, movies oh. of 2017. I think we could say they say the Kill Connor Club album of the year for 2017 is Ed Sheeran's Divide. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah that way. We all had it on the list. Yeah, we yeah. all had it on the list. And I think James and I both agree it was number one. And then it was still on your list. So I think that's pretty, yeah, unanimous. Um, movies, then. Oh, can, I, can I start, please? Go yeah, go it. for it. Okay, they're all superhero ones. Okay. You know what's funny? <laughs> I, have, I, have art. I have a lot. Yeah. Okay, so uh, starting out at number five is Lego Batman. Okay. Um, I haven't seen that. 
This came, yeah, this came out earlier this year. And if you've seen the Lego movie, it's honestly just as good. And I fucking love, uh, forgot his name, but the, the voice actor for Batman, Lego Batman is so good. Okay. Um, number four, Wonder Woman. I honestly, oh, fuck all. I'm sorry, but I, <laughs> I hate out. DC. Like DC has made garbage movies. Um, after the Dark Knight trilogy ended. So I had no expectations for this. And while it's still not a good, like, perfect movie, at least DC has finally given us an okay-ish movie. So I'm happy about that. Maybe you it should be number five. an movie? Yeah, maybe it should be number five. You put an okay-ish movie at number four. And, no, it has really good moments. The ending Did you is, only see five movies awful. this year? Or? Yeah, I've only seen five. Okay. Uh, number three, Logan. Um... That came out earlier this year as well, and it's just, yeah. it's such a good rated R, like, oh god, it's the Wolverine that we needed. Uh, so I'm glad that we got that. Uh, number two, Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Again, yep. a really good Spider-Man. Um, I really love the first trilogy. Spider-Man 3 is pretty garbage, but Spider-Man 1 and 2, and then they fucked up with the amazing Spider-Man, and now to see him in the MCU, it, it's amazing. And then number one is Thor 3. Um, I wow. hate Thor. I hate Thor one and two. Like it was, they were so boring. And Thor three, just having Hulk in there and Loki, it, it was just a really good time, and I couldn't stop laughing. Hmm. So yeah, those. Wow, are my... that's number one. Sure. Yep. Um, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Do you know what's fun? It's interesting. Like for my for my list, I <clears throat> like I saw so many movies this year, but not new ones. I mm-hmm. honestly didn't. I might have seen ten, like movies from this year. Whereas, you know, because I, I wrote a big list of all the movies I've seen this year, but most of them are all old movies. I spend my time watching. It's too hard to go to the cinemas sometimes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it can be expensive. Yeah, super expensive. Yeah, I can't wait to go. When I'm back home, at my, you know, where I grew up, the cinemas there cost fuck all the use. Me and my brother used to go every week to the movies. Whereas now I go like, you know, a handful of times a year just because it's so expensive here. So I'm looking forward to seeing every movie that comes out again for a while. <clears throat> yeah. Should I give my list now before you, James? To yeah, change yeah. up the yeah, order? Sure. Number five, I had mm-hmm. It. Okay. I thought I thought It was one of the best horror movies I've ever seen. At least modern horror movie. Um, probably my second favorite to like the first Conjuring in terms of like a modern horror movie. The acting the kid acting was so good the whole story was great like i loved every minute of that movie it was it scary not really but it was like endlessly entertaining and i actually like was intrigued with the characters and the whole storyline of it all and like the the lore that's going on behind like what it is and and all that sort of stuff like it's, it's a fantastic movie mm-hmm. um number four i had logan as well um mm-hmm. i thought logan was you know like i mean like like you said, Brett, I've never been a big X-Men guy, but Wolverine's always obviously a big standout. And having, thank thank God for Deadpool, we got an R-rated Wolverine. And, you know, it was what we needed. And it was an interesting storyline where they put it. And, you know, just it, the tone was so perfect. Like, I felt like when I was watching it, it was the, it was the exact movie they wanted to make from the beginning. You felt like yeah. it, it hit every tone it was meant to hit. And, you know, I walked out in tears and then I had, had bloody, you know, when the man comes around by Johnny Cash playing in the credits and I was like, fuck you. And I'm like crying as I walk out. Um, yeah, that was a great, great, great movie. And when that, when, when the 
the X thing gets put down. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I just started crying. I was like, oh, it's See, that's when you know when I cry as a man at movies, you know, that's about, <laughs> yeah. that's about it at like manly fucking movies. That's the only time I'll cry. Um, number three, I had Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Mm-hmm. I thought that was hilarious, like, I thought that was second funniest Marvel movie ever. Like, from start to finish, great time, a whole lot of fun. Um, and just as good as the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Really, really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two is one of my favorite trilogies of the modern cinema era, which is The War of the Planet of the Apes. Um, okay. This rounded off the Caesar trilogy of these Planet of the Apes movies, and they're supposedly they're going to keep making more Planet of the Apes movies, so I'm excited for that. Um, the... Uh, I always loved the original Planet of the Apes as a kid, and when they started making these movies, I always loved them, but every single movie, they step up, like, the CGI work and how believable it is. Like, I thought the first movie was good, but I watched it recently, I was like, man, the CGI is not that great. But the this one, like, holy fuck. Right from the beginning, they get you into this movie, right at the start. It is full on from the start to the finish of the movie. And I've only seen uh, the first two. I really need to see the third one. Any, so... Yeah, I won't spoil it, but yeah, this just gets going right from the start. Um, and it's just because each movie is a different tone. Um, you know what I mean? Like that first movie is, you know, yeah, the human it's totally story, different. It's all it's totally different to the second one. And the third one, you know, War is definitely in, more similar to Dawn, but it's definitely, it's still its very own sort of tone um, in comparison because a lot of time passes in between. Uh, at least for the humans and stuff like, because so much goes on and changes with the humans between each movie and just seeing how, how the apes react to all those things and what Caesar's going through mentally after he dealt with in Dawn, um, you know, apes actually turning against him and things like that and how he's trying to like psychologically deal with moving forward and things like that. So, and Andy Serkis is Caesar's. It's, he's ridiculous. He's so good. Um, but number one, I do want to point out this as well. We're obviously doing this list before The Last Jedi comes out, Star mm-hmm. Wars. Yeah. And the last two years, this Rogue One and Force Awakens were Kill Connor Club's movie of the year, but we haven't seen it yet. I'm almost certain it's actually going to be my favorite movie this year just because of Star Wars, purely for that fact. Um, so I do want to point that out as well. But number one mm-hmm. for me was Spider-Man Homecoming mm-hmm. um, that I've seen. I thought that was top three MCU movies of all time. I think it's my third favorite behind uh, um, Civil War and the first Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. Maybe even Winter Soldier, but it's pretty close, Winter Soldier and, and Spider-Man Homecoming. Favorite Spider-Man movie by far. Um, I never really liked – like, I liked the Tobe, the first Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire. Didn't like the second or the third. Um, and I, I thought The Amazing Spider-Man was okay. But, yeah, like, this was to me just not even close the best Spider-Man movie ever made. Um Tom Holland was phenomenal. Uh, didn't get the bullshit backstory of how, you know how he became Spider-Man because we we didn't need to get it. And I loved in Civil War that they made fun of that fact that they that you know they're not going to tell us that story and it just being its own thing. Him really you know in high school he looks like a high school kid, um, and just he, you know his acting the whole cast everything was just great. The villain, oh, yeah. oh my so god, good. there's some scenes <laughs> in there. There, where I'm, I'm, I'm heart-pounding goosebumps moments. 
Um, if you want to hear about those, there's a Kill Connor Club spoiler cast for Spider-Man Homecoming over on James's channel, so check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I thought Spider-Man Homecoming was yeah the best movie this year. That's mm-hmm. not the last. That's not Star Wars: the Last Jedi because you haven't seen it yet. So have you seen Thor? By the way, I have, but it, I it was number six. It was number oh, six. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't think it was as funny as Guardians two, and I, I, I it kind was. of I, I thought, thought Guardians funny. had a. a, a I, no, I don't know. I didn't, and I didn't think it was. I think. See, I thought Thor Ragnarok was really good, but like, you know. It was funny, and that was it. Like, there was nothing really that was happened in it. It was just funny. I mean, Asgard got destroyed. Spoilers. Okay, well, that was a huge... But the thing is, it's like, in that movie, it's like, that didn't even matter. No one cared about it. Like, it's really strange. I mean, Thor lost his eye as well. Yeah, okay. Why are you spoiling this? I I already said spoiler. I mean, to be fair, that's in the fucking Infinity War trailer. So yeah, true. yeah, there, yeah, there you go. Thank you, James, for helping me. So yeah, there's yeah. that. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of things did happen, but I feel like they were glossed over because it was sort of like it was more focused on the comedy than it was the story. Yeah, I can see that, and that kind of also, like, in doing so, it undermined like Hella as the villain. Like, she could have been a really good villain, but because it was more focused on comedy, they couldn't really have her be like, I don't know, like yeah, doing anything too bad so because because then they couldn't make any jokes about it. So. I yeah. Yeah. yeah, I agree. And I thought, because Kate Blanchett's so good and she was so good at being a villain, but yeah, kind of just undercut, which is fine. Cause I, I believe thought was, she's in Infinity I think War. Thor Ragnar- I think Thor Ragnarok is fucking great, but it's just, it's not the top five. It's just like, it's six or seven, you know? There was okay. lots of other, you know, good movies. Okay. But yeah. All right. So when I made my list, I kind of, I, well, I realized that I haven't really seen, I mean, I've seen more than five movies, I'm, yeah, okay. I just took into consideration The Last Jedi being probably my number one. Yeah, same, But um, same. I did five other ones as well. So at number five, um, other so like, other than The Last Jedi, so I'm just going to assume that's probably going to be our top. So uh, at number five, I put Dunkirk, because I thought that was really good. I had a really good time. Oh, Nolan's movie, uh, yeah. I haven't yeah. seen that yet. Yeah, it was really fucking good. I really liked it. Um I mean, there's not too much else to say about it. It was just a, it was just a fucking good time. So that was great. Uh, and then we've got uh, Logan at number four. For, I mean, the same reasons that we already talked about. It was like you know, it was the perfect Wolverine movie and the perfect last movie for um, fucking what's his name, Hugh Jackman, uh, for playing Wolverine. It was you know great. Then uh, we got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two um, because I mean, for a while that was my favorite MCU movie. Uh, after that came out. Um, but I don't know. I think, I think after a while, um, I, I don't know. It was like my favorite. And then I kind of was like, eh, I mean, it like, it was, it's not like it's bad, but I think that it became less of sort of in my top movies because I mean, there's things obviously like winter soldier and civil war and Avengers and things like that. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. But I don't first, think Guardians is in the was, top, but it's in the top half. Yeah, it's in the top yeah. half. At, at first, I was like, when I when I came out of the the movie, I was like, that's my favorite MC movie. But you know me, I, I need jerk everything. Yeah, need so. jerker. Yeah, you do need so jerk then, everything. Yeah. yeah. So, so that was a good time. Um, Assassin's then, Creed Rogue, nine out of ten. You yeah. like it better than Origins. <laughs> clapping the modern day and shit. Yeah, yeah. It was, that was a really good modern day too. Oh. Um, Fuck you. Yeah, number three uh, or number two is it? Yeah, number two uh, is Thor Ragnarok. Uh, just because I don't know, I just, I think I just had a 
better time watching Thor Ragnarok just because it was it was just fun to watch from start to finish. As much as like when you take into consideration like the MCU as a whole, it wouldn't be. I don't think it'd be above Guardians two, but in terms of like movies that I enjoyed, I just think I enjoyed watching Thor Ragnarok more. It's just something about it. It was just really fun. So okay, there's that. And then number one is Spider Man Homecoming. Uh, yes, yeah, I yeah. fucking love Spider Man Homecoming and yeah. love Spider Man, and it was fucking perfect. And that is my favorite MCU movie of all time. It was so fucking yeah, cool. makes sense. That's fair enough. Yeah, I mean, your favorite heroes, yeah, Spider Man. Where's mine's Captain America? So you know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, my, my favorite's ass. Bat. My, my favorite's Batman, actually, yeah. but like, yeah, Marvel. But I'm talking to Marvel. Yeah, it's Captain America. God, I love Spider Man so much. That movie was so fucking good. God damn. That was okay. So I think it's safe to say, 2017 Kill Connor Club Movie of the Year is Spider Man Homecoming. However, subject to change when we all see Last Jedi. <laughs> Um, and it's probably The Last Jedi. Spoilers. Probably, yeah. Hey, Movie of the Year is a movie we haven't seen yet, but we're pretty certain. Um, <laughs> did you hear the first cut was three hours? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck, I'm so excited. They have an excellent... So in one of the major train stations in the city, um, Southern Cross train station, mm-hmm. there is an X-Wing, like a one-to-one scale X-Wing they've got there for people that you can sit in and take photos in. That's fucking cool. It's fucking sick, and they've just got mega huge posters hanging from the from the rafters of this. Tra- it's oh, I'm so pumped. Whenever I'm in Southern Cross, I'm like, oh my god, um, I got my tickets. I could the midnight sessions are sold out, so my sessions at one a.m. Like, because there's like two at okay. midnight, one at one at twelve thirty, and one at one a.m. So I got tickets to one a.m. and like wow. I have my university graduation that afternoon. Finishes like six o'clock. Right. Then I gotta. Then I'm just gonna go out and drink and then see the Last Jedi at one in the morning. Classic. They'll be like, "You in Jedi robes?" And I'm like, "Nah, guys. Yeah, it's like a <laughs> university like graduation robes." Oh, that's great. Yeah. I, I did write down a, a second thing underneath each end of your awards. Right, it's MVP of the year for music. I put Ed Sheeran because one, every like number one hit that's hit number one this year, he at least wrote or sang. Um, and for movies, I put Marvel. Okay. Yeah. She's MVP for this year. I yeah. think it's safe to say. You know how many? You know, the top six of my list. Four of them are Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. You know, your top five. It's like four of them for both of you are Marvel movies, except for you. Brady had a DC movie. How dare you? You put Wonder Woman instead of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Are you fucking out? I didn't really like Guardians Two. I thought uh, the first one was a lot better. No. But you thought Wonder Sorry. wait wait you thought Wonder Woman was better than Guardians too. Yeah, I do. That's oh, I've oh, seen obviously God. Tyler hasn't seen Wonder Woman. I've seen Wonder Woman. It was fine, but I mean it was like if you're gonna compare it to the MCU, I compare it to like Thor Dark World, but like the worst, the worst yeah, Marvel it's probably, movie. <laughs> yeah, it's probably like it's probably like on level with that. Maybe more like Captain well, see, America. That's the truth. The best, the best. The best DC movie is just on par with the worst Marvel movie. Yeah, it's just... I mean, it just... I didn't... Like, it didn't do enough for me. Like, I like Wonder Woman. Like, I, they made me like her character, and I liked all the characters in it, and the story was interesting, but, like, I don't care about their universe, though. Like, the fucking just... It's yeah, just piece I... of shit. Fucking Batman versus fucking Superman shit. Fucking shit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, this was my hardest category... Was TV shows. Okay. I had I've seen so many new TV shows this year. 
I had like 10 I couldn't decide to put in a top five. Mm-hmm. So I want to give a special shout out to a couple of shows. Mm-hmm. One is American Vandal, which is on Netflix. It's like a parody of uh, Making a Murderer, but it's like a mockumentary about like a, a student that drew 27 dicks on teachers' cars and got expelled from the school and they're trying to find out who drew the dicks. Uh, <clears throat> fucking amazing show. So good. Like I, I started this, I'm thinking this is going to be the dumbest show ever and I got so into it. It's so good. Um, two is season two of Aziz Ansari's Master of None. Mm-hmm. Um, I love season one. I thought season two was way better as well. Great show as well. Those are two I definitely wanted to like, I didn't want to forget to mention. Um, but number five is Mindhunter, which is a Netflix show as well, yeah. um, which I've talked about on the podcast recently because it only came out a couple um, months ago, which is a show pretty much about the FBI in the 1970s um, investigating uh, the psychology of um, mass murderers, or not mass murderers, serial killers, but it wasn't they, and they're the ones that coined the term serial killer when they were finding the connection between the psychology of these murderers. Um, and it's just like lots of them interviewing serial killers and chill. It's it's incredible show. James, you've seen a few episodes of it. I have. It's good. You it's, on, finished it's, it, on, it's on my list. I haven't finished it, but it, it's on my yeah, list. Yeah, it's on my list as well. Oh, that's good. Okay. Number four is Black Sails, the final season mm-hmm. of Black Sails. One of my favorite all-time shows, Black Sails. Um, it's, if you like Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag, you will love Black Sails. Um, there's four seasons of it. It's a show pretty much taking the prequel to the infamous story written in the 1880s um, that pretty much started every pirate stereotype ever, the, bo- uh, the book Treasure Island. And th- it's the prequel ca- of the characters. Like, you'll see the story of Captain Flint because Captain Flint, it's all about Captain Flint's treasure in Treasure Island. You know, he's an old pi- dead pirate. Whereas this is the story of Captain Flint in his prime, a young um, John Silver, but it also mixes real pirate history. So you've got Charles Vane, Edward Thatch, and Bonnie, Jack Rackham. All I mean, Jack Rackham's my favorite character in that whole show. Like, it is an incredible show. It's way better than – I think it's way better than the story of Black Flag in terms of pirate stuff. Like, all the pirates are, like, better um, in in Black Sails. It, the show is amazing, and the final season was great. It wasn't the exact ending I, I would have wanted, but, like, it was still a good, solid ending. Not disappointing at all. Um, that, yeah, that's one of my all-time favorite shows. Number three was a show I I watched the first four seasons of one, and was also one of my favorite shows, but the last two years I didn't watch it. I just caught up in season five and six a couple of months ago, and that's Homeland. Okay. Homeland season six is so fucking good. It, mm, like, I'm so happy I got to binge watch season five and six at once because that show is incredible. Like, it's about uh, a story of uh, a CIA agent Kerry Matheson, and each season is like in a different area. Season five is like set when she's placed in Berlin. Season six, which is the latest season from this year, set in New York. And it's all about like the time between the election of a new president and before they're sworn in as a president. So like it's all surrounding like terror plots and like the, um, and different CIA corruption and things like that that go on with this president-elect and, like, they're suspicious of her and, like, what she's going to do and all this sort of stuff. Like, it's really good story and ended really well. Sad, sad ending to the season, but there's... um, I'm looking forward to the next season. Great show. Number two was a show I only just finished, like, last week. Stranger Things. Mm -hmm. Um, 
season, I binge watched season one and two all at once. Mm-hmm. Season one, I thought that was really good. Don't understand the hype for this show though. Then I watched season two and I was like, no, nope, I totally get the hype. This is my favorite show going today. Uh, yeah, Gr- amazing mm-hmm. cast of characters. Those kids are incredible. All the cast, I love every single character in that show. The story's amazing. It's interesting. It's different. It's retro. I love that it's set in the eighties. Like I just, I just love, I just love it, love it, love it. Great show, amazing show. But number one, Game of Thrones season seven. Um, yeah. Just yeah, again, they just fucking home run. This is every episode of Game of Thrones is like watching a, an epic movie. Incredible season again. You know, great work mm-hmm. um, from HBO one, once again, and just excited to see Game of Thrones now wrap up next season. And I put as MVP for shows this year, I put Netflix. Because mm-hmm. about like eight of my top ten shows this year were Netflix shows, so. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, should I go now? Wait, no, let me go. You fucking. Okay. Dickhead. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Just gotta change things up. I'm going second. All right. Um. Okay. So at five, I've got Mind Hunter. Haven't finished it yet, but like you said, it's really good. I'm really, really enjoying it. So, uh, that'll be a fucking good time when I get around to watching it. But that's number five. Uh, number four, I've got Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 4, which is a Marvel TV show. Uh, it takes place, with obviously, with S.H.I.E.L.D. And I just, I don't know how they've done this. Like, with Season 1, it was like, it was an interesting addition to the Marvel Universe. But just as it's gone along, they've just got better and better and better. And at the point they're at now, it's just a really, really good TV show. Like, I'm just, I'm so fucking into it. And it's like, sometimes, like, I mean, you always know it's part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but, like, I just, it's just so, it's just so good. And I think a lot of people probably tuned out during season one because it's, you know, it's just sort of like a, it's just like a Marvel TV show. It's not amazing. But, I mean, if if people haven't kept up with it, like, if people have watched a bit of season one and been like, ah, this is, nah, I can forget about it, I'd honestly recommend going back and watching all the seasons because season four was just just so fucking good. The story was just incredible and I was super into it. Um, number three uh, is The Punisher uh, on Netflix. Again, part of the MCU. Um, and it's just like, um, I, I said this, I think I said on Twitter, episode 12 of that show was like one of the best pieces of television I've ever seen. The writing was so good. The acting was so good. It was just fucking amazing. It's, 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 like um by a mile the the best netflix marvel show um and it's again just really really good television like it's not just a good superhero show because i mean he's not got powers or anything like that and it's just it's just fucking fantastic the story was so good the characters were so good like the writing's amazing and it was r-rated so obviously it was sort of like you know when you watch something like logan and like the violence is like obviously they don't cut away from it and stuff and it's sort of you know uh intense things like that um uh, number two is Stranger Things. I watched season one last year, but um, I watched season two when it came out this year, and it's just oh, just so fucking good. That show is just amazing. I mean, Tyler, you sort of said your reasons for it, and I agree with pretty much everything you said. It's just fucking fantastic. And then number one uh, is Game of Thrones. Uh, the same yeah. you said. Fucking so fucking good. So fucking good. It was amazing. That, yeah. that last episode was just, oh, it just blew me away. It was so fucking good. Even the second last episode, um, when they were north of the wall, that yeah. was, oh, the like Just that was amazing. the most heart pounding episode. Those, yeah, every yeah, 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 fucking hell, that Game that season story. was incredible. <laughs> yeah, Brett, uh, you're up. Well, first off, I haven't been caught up with Game of Thrones, so it's not on my list. I'm on like season four, so oh, don't hurt gosh. me. I know. 
Okay, okay. Shut up, Tyler. <laughs> Number Son five, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., just like with James. Like, um, you wouldn't really expect the show to be good, but it keeps getting better and better, and they added uh, Ghost Rider, and they could have fucked that up so much, but they didn't, and it was good, and all the scenes were good. And just, it keeps getting better. I just started the new season as well, and it's it's unique it's a it's a really good show and like uh james said it's just a fun time uh number four is better call saul um this is like a spinoff of breaking bad if you haven't seen breaking bad and um i just i really didn't think i would like this show and again it just it keeps getting better and it's not as good as breaking bad but it's up there in quality and i really uh think you should watch it if you haven't already I never hear about Better Call Saul. Like I've I watched the first couple of episodes. I thought it was really good, but I just I never like got. One. I don't really like it. Is is how many seasons are there now? I'm pretty sure two. There aren't two. Oh, there's only two. Okay. Yeah, but uh, it it is good, and yeah, it it doesn't really get as much press as Breaking Bad, but I I really like it. Um, number three, Stranger Things two. I uh, love the first Stranger Things. This one is is just as good. I wish the kids were together a bit more, but it, it's still a really good show and unique. I, I kind of loved how the different team-ups that happened this season. Yeah, I, I like, just wish like, there was a little more of them like together. D- Dusty and and Steve together, yeah, to me, I was like, that's oh, fucking... Oh, they were the best. Fucking they were them. the best. And they do interviews together on YouTube and stuff. And it, it's just so good. Like, They're you can great tell they, yeah. yeah, I love them. Yeah. Uh, number two, Mindhunter. I didn't really expect to like this show, but it it's amazing. It's really yeah. dark, though, mm-hmm. and it makes you think a lot, especially after you finish it. it I don't know. It just kind of fucked my mind up for a couple of days, but it's, it's really good. Oh, yeah, and, it did, this, did the same for me. Oh, I'm looking forward to finishing it. <laughs> I want to experience all right. that. It's, it's so good. And that like, end, once it gets that toward, ending oh, fucked God. me up. I, know, I was I shitting know. my pants. <laughs> Oh. I know exactly the scene you're talking about. It's fucking incredible. Yeah. I didn't see it coming at all. It just, it's a good show. Uh, oh, and number oh, one for me. Oh. I was just thinking about that <laughs> scene and losing my shit. Uh, number one for me is Punisher. Uh, I'm just a, I'm a Marvel fanboy, and Punisher has had two or three movies now, and they're all shit. So I'm like, it's just like with Daredevil when he came to Netflix, they did his character right, and it's. It's bloody. It's super good. For me, it kind of starts off slow, but towards the end, it's it's really good. And yeah, it's my favorite show this year. Cool. Wow. Punisher. I might have to get on. I, I don't watch any of the Marvel shows. Um, oh, really? I might, yeah, I might yeah, have the, only one that's, the only one that's not good is Inhumans that came out recently. That is fucking garbage. I saw the reviews for it, so I just avoided it. It's and usually I don't. But yeah, yeah. The trailers look bad oh, too. So. It's so oh fucking hell, it's so bad. Okay. I don't James, have it. I don't I just don't know. James, you should watch uh The Gifted. It's uh like in the X Men universe and oh, there's yeah, no yeah, X Men yeah. but mutants are on the run. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, well um I probably will. so I mean Mindhunter's up there as as one of the shows of the year for us, I think would be number three overall to link them all. Mm-hmm. Then you've got Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I mean... What's too. What's that? Uh, James and I had Punisher. Yep, you well. both had Punisher. Agents of yep. Shields. Agents of Shield. yeah. Similar lists all around. Some links there. But I think 
based on they were both James and mine number one, and you haven't caught up, so you don't get an opinion. Yeah, I know it's shit, Show of the Year. Yeah, it's Game of Thrones. Uh, and it was Show of the Year last year as well. Um, but oh, man, there's some Netflix MVP again. Like, their shows are, they have the best shows. The best yeah, original so program good. today is Netflix. No doubt about it. Mm. Um, now that Black Sails is over, the only two, three shows I still watch that aren't on Netflix, that I, once I finish, I'll never watch like shows off Netflix again because fuck everything. I, you only have so much time to watch so many shows, and Netflix has yeah. enough shows for me. I don't, I'm don't. i sure there's great shows I'll miss, but you know, there's only so much time I have to watch shows, and Netflix has enough. So once Game of Thrones ends, uh, Homeland ends, and The 100 ends, I'm not really going to watch shows that aren't on Netflix. The 100's great, but I haven't finished the latest season yet. So I, I didn't really want to put that on the list if it was there, but shout out to The 100. That's a great show. Um. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for Mindhunter season two, Brett. I, I didn't know. know. I didn't realize you'd seen it or how much you'd liked it. Oh, it yeah, just... I saw. I saw that you tweeted at James telling him to watch it or something, and I just finished watching it. And yeah, again, I didn't expect to like it at all. It's it's really dark, and I I usually kind of like lighthearted shows, more sure. lighthearted. I would say I still like blood, blood and shit. But yeah, this this show just blew my mind. Oh, Mindhunter is the show I've been waiting for. Like, I love crime, thrillers, dark movies. I love those sorts of movies. They're like my favorite. Mm-hmm. But I was waiting for a good show to watch that was like that. And Mindhunter was exactly what I wanted. Exactly what I wanted. Um, I think it's just this, like, when I think of, other than Game of Thrones, it's by far and away the best show on TV today. The other four in the top five were so close. So, like, Mindhunter is so close to Stranger Things in terms of, like, how much I liked him, even though it's five to two, you know? It's like all yeah. those shows are incredible and hard to kind of order, but they're all amazing shows. Um, all right. Uh, before we get into the games of the year, I've got a fifth category that uh, is just for kind of, like, to recommend something to people, which is stand-up comedy specials. And all of these are on Netflix, So if someone has Netflix, again, the MVP is Netflix this year for, like, television. Because I'm obsessed with comedy. Like, most of my Netflix, you go into my Netflix, is like, watch again. It's just comedy specials. That's what I mostly spend my time on Netflix doing. Um, So for comedy specials this year, I would recommend to people, number five is Christina Pajitsky's Mother Inferno. She's the wife of the great Tom Segura, one of my probably top three favorite comedians of all time. Um, this was her first special. Hilarious. She's she's very, very funny. Uh, four, I had Dave Chappelle's uh, The Age of Spin. He put out two specials. I've only seen this one. I really, really fucking liked it. Uh, and I, I'm not sure which one because one's apparently way better than the other one. I'm not sure if I watched the good one or not. Uh, number three is Ari Shafir's Double Negative. It's not two specials. It's two parts. It's like one about ch- one 45 minutes about children, the other 45 minutes about adulthood. Um, absolutely hysterical. I love Ari Shafir. Number two was Chris D'Elia's Man on Fire. Again, Chris D'Elia's one of the funniest men alive today. Young, up and coming, like next big thing. I mean, he's huge already, but he's only going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, and this was his best special by far. But number one was Bill Burr's Walk Your, Walk Your Way Out. Bill Burr again, killing the game. And I think, I think Bill Burr's the funniest uh, and most talented stand-up comedian going today. I really do. I think he's the best in the world right now. Um, so if you're looking for comedy, there you go. You're welcome. All right. Awesome. James. Yes. 
Games of the Year for 2017 here on Kill Connor Club. This is what everyone's been waiting for. This is what everyone's been waiting for. This is primarily gaming podcast. So what are your top five okay. games of the year? All right. So it's going to be a little bit to get my list because I forgot what games were actually released this year. Um, but I think my list is pretty accurate uh, to what, to, you know, to probably my opinion. I mean, it should be anyway. Um, at number five, I've got Sonic Mania because, uh, well, one, I love Sonic. Two, it's the best Sonic game since fucking, I don't know, it's since Sonic Adventure 2. Like, it's been, what has it been, like, 15 years. Like, it's the the best Sonic game in 15 years. It's fucking amazing. Just a really good platformer as well. Like, you don't even have to be into Sonic. Like, if you just want a platformer, like, something to mindlessly play, Sonic Mania is fucking fantastic. It's got great level design. The controls are really tight. It's just fucking great. And it plays, like, an updated version of a Sonic game that might have just come from, you know, the Sega Genesis in the 90s. So it's just fucking great. Um, and number four, I've got Uncharted The Lost Legacy, which was, I mean, originally it was like an Uncharted 4 sort of expansion, but, like, then it became its own game, and it was just, obviously, Naughty Dog is fucking amazing. It was such a good experience. Um, you know, getting to know uh, the character of Chloe Moore and Nadine, and, uh, you know, everyone else that showed up, there were some really great moments. It was just classic Uncharted, just a really, really good time. Uh, number three is Kingdom Hearts 2.8. Uh, which contains uh, 0.2, Birth by Sleep, uh, Dream Drop Distance, and then the key back cover. Uh, Dream Drop Distance, it was, it, I hadn't played Dream Drop Distance before, so that was a really good time playing through that the first time. The more I think about it, the more I don't like that game. But... I hate you for that. I think Dream <laughs> Distance is incredible, and you're wrong, when, but when go I on. Say, okay, when I say the more I hate the game, what I mean is the more I don't think it's like in the top half of games. Because every Kingdom Hearts game is fucking great, other than like 358 and Recoded, but let's just forget about those. Um, Dream Drop Distance yeah, is a fucking true. great time. The story's fucking amazing. It works as like a sort of like a Kingdom Hearts 2.5 without making things get confusing because there is a 2.5. It kind of works as that gap between Kingdom Hearts 2 and Kingdom Hearts 3. The story's great. The music's great. The gameplay's great. Everything's fucking great. Uh, so that was really fun. Then 0.2. Just fucking, oh, just, oh, it's so fucking good. 0.2 is amazing. It's so short, but like, so fucking good. And like, you get to experience. Yeah, it's only like sort of four what, hours, but incredible. Yeah, but you get to experience what Kingdom Hearts 3 is going to like look like, what it's going to feel like. You get, you know, sort of like an introduction into Kingdom Hearts 3 in a sense. And so that's really great. And then Keyback Cover was a good time. So Kingdom Hearts 2.8 is uh, my number three. Now at number two, I've got Assassin's Creed Origins. Um, you know, sort of. I mean, we didn't know what to expect from Assassin's Creed Origins. We've been, you know, talking about the game for fucking ages. Oranges. It's what? pronounced oranges. Sure. Okay. Oranges, Assassin's yeah. Creed Oranges. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's going to be a meme. That's a now officially a meme. Assassin's Creed Origi or Oranges um, was a really good time. Uh, you know, it sort of it took on sort of everything that we wanted it to be, being that sort of action RPG of, like, The Witcher 3, Horizon Zero Dawn, Zelda Breath of the Wild, you know, whatever. Um it adapted it, brought it into Assassin's Creed. I thought that, you know, pretty much most things it did was really, really good. There's some some places in the story where the pacing was a little bit off, but other than that, like, the world, the characters, the side quests, the combat, everything was just really, really fucking good. And, you know, this is the, the perfect sort of uh, restarting point for the Assassin's Creed franchise going in this direction, and I just can't wait to see what they do next because it was so fucking good. But... 
number one for me, game of the year 2017, was Horizon Zero Dawn being just... It just came out of fucking nowhere. Like, I wasn't even following the game, and then, like you said, watching the um, uh, kind of funny... Uh, we don't. Uh, we don't say. We don't say <laughs> that name. Watching. On this podcast. Watching Colin Moriarty talk about it. Watching the great <laughs> pride of Long Island, Colin Moriarty and his ex-friend, that guy, <laughs> uh, Mega from IGN. Yeah. That guy from IGN. Yeah. That <laughs> guy. Yeah. What, yeah listening like. Listening to what Colin had to say about um, Horizon made me straight away pre-order it. And I was like, oh. okay, I'm looking forward to this. And I played it, and I just like from the beginning. Like, I remember specifically when I was sitting there, and I was, I'm gonna, I'm gonna remember this in like ten years' time when it's the ten year anniversary of Horizon Zero Dawn. I'm gonna remember that moment when I realized I was playing something really special, and that was the moment when, um, after you do the prologue and you have that montage of Aloy training, and then it, the like, the theme kicks in just as she transitions from sort of like a kid to being you know like an adult and like she's fighting these robots and like you can see she's like sort of she knows what she's doing now and the the music is just so fucking amazing and the game looks so good and i just enjoyed that game from start to finish the dlc was amazing the gameplay is so good every character every side quest it was just fucking phenomenal and you know I'm, I just can't wait to see where they go with that fucking. Just game no game fat. Here. Just no Such fucking fat to that game. It's so like good. if you're if you're like getting shredded, like and you're like on a diet and you want a video game analogy for it, that's Horizon Zero Dawn. It's just the most shredded game ever. So good. There's no no fat content. It's a size zero. It's a straight up model like oh, Victoria's so Secret good. supermodel, shredded. It's so fucking good. Just, yeah, game of the year, for sure. I cannot wait to see what they do with this franchise. They've done such a fucking good job. Okay, Brett, your top five games of the year. Okay, so two of the things on this list are from last year, if that's okay. No, not okay. It's kind of <laughs> end of this year. Sense. But it's, uh, it's what I've been playing this year, so I'm sorry, Tyler. It's my list. Fuck uh, you. Number no, five. Okay. Number five. <laughs> Injustice 2. Um, the first Injustice, the story was amazing, the mechanics, everything, and DC has actually made good video games, and I'm excited, uh, I'm excited if they do another Injustice down the road, if not, whatever, but the story for the first game was amazing, and for the second one, they did it even better, and I hate fighting games, like, I, I don't play them at all, but this is the only one I get, I love the story, I love all the characters in it, and just the mechanics, it's a fun it's a really fun game. Um, have either of you played it? No, I haven't, but I have seen it, and I did. When it came out, I did look into buying it because I I saw it and I'm like I don't like fighting games, but yeah, I hate- I saw it and I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. Like I was like, the story looks interesting and like it looks it, like a bit of fun. So I did really look into buying it, but, it. I, but I didn't. So uh, they're both on PC now, so I'll probably get it at some it. point. Yeah. Uh, number four, this is a 2016 one, but to be mm-hmm. fair, they've been updating it. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege. Ubisoft okay. Ubisoft put out a shit game at release, like usual. Uh, but Rainbow so Six Siege... So it goes Siege, in your top five games of the year, 2017. <laughs> but Rainbow Six Siege, yeah. it, it keeps getting better. Um, mm-hmm. Just the new maps, operators, and the, this game is like their biggest game of all time right now. 
it has like over 25 million players. It's really insane that mm. Ubisoft managed to do a multiplayer game and make it yeah, work. That's, Im- that's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is insane. I've heard so many good things about that game. And I mean, I played the beta back in the yeah, day. No, the, beta, it was, um, the beta was not that good. Yeah, I, I mean, I've heard so many good things and I find it so hard to understand like how it yeah. got so good. And like, I've just, I've never felt like buying it or playing it again but like everyone keeps telling me it's really good i mean maybe one day i'll play it but i don't know i just i feel like i just don't understand how it could be that good it i can't describe it you just you have to play it maybe. i can't see like now though especially if you jump into it you're gonna get destroyed so that's kind of the only problem unfortunately okay that doesn't like, sound kind of at all because i know but I like, <laughs> no i don't want to play has, it Everyone has the game already, so they've been playing. And if you just start, it will like it will be bad at first, probably, but it will get better. Okay. Anyways, get it. Uh, number three, AC Origins. Okay. Um, see, it would have been higher or lower on the list, two or one, whatever. Would that be higher? It'd be higher on the list. Yeah. Okay. Higher, yes, yeah. it would be higher. Um, but for me, the modern day was just garbage, uh, and the ending to the game. So that that's what kind of brought it down for me. But the gameplay, you know, combat, the world, just everything was so well done. And I kind of knew, like, going into this game that it would be, you know, better than Unity and Syndicate. It's just, like, because it's the same team that did AC4. Mm. And the expectations were already high for this game. And it, it succeeded. Like, I really enjoy it. It's a good game. Um... Compared to other Assassin's Creeds as well, it keeps me coming back to it. Whereas for Syndicate and Unity, after I finished those, I didn't really go back to it unless I, you know, forced myself to make a video. So, mm-hmm. Ace Origins. Uh, number two, Horizon Zero Dawn. And uh, it's kind of like the same reason. It came out of nowhere. Guerrilla Games did, what was it, Killzone before? Yeah. Yeah, so a random shit FPS game. Halo is way better. Listen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, and then they transitioned to an open world game, a new IP, and it just, what they did was amazing. And I don't know how they did it, but they did. The story's really good. The open world's, I just, you you said it, James. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's a fucking good game. Buy it. And I'm sure it's Tyler's number one. Uh, now, number one is a 2016 game as well. Oh, fucking hell. This hell. Dude, you can, no, you can't have your number one be a 2016 game. If you want to put a 2016 game for like a shout-out, fair enough. But you can't make it number one. I'm against All right, this. well, Horizon Zero Dawn is 2017. Okay, okay. well, what's, one, what's, this, what's... what's this game you think is better than Horizon Zero Dawn? I think I already know what it is anyway. I don't. What do you, what do you think it is? If you say what I think you're going to say, I want to slap the shit out of you. Just, say, like, it, just say it. Just say it. Yes. Wait, me say it or Tyler say it? No, no. You say it. You say it, Brett. Okay. It's Overwatch. Oh. Okay. So what out. did you that expect, didn't Tyler? didn't come out this year, I thought, I thought you were going to fuck with me and be like Watch Dogs 2 as a joke. Uh, and I was like, I'm going to come to Spokane, Washington and slap <laughs> the shit out of you. <laughs> Watch Dogs 2 is so shit. Yeah. No, it's not uh, in the top five. Or yeah, top no, ten. They shouldn't. Uh, yeah, Overwatch is just 
it's the perfect hold FPS. Up, hold up, you you put Overwatch above Horizon Zero Dawn. Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, I mean, for me, I play Overwatch every single be day. Fun, sure, but I mean, I don't play Horizon Zero Dawn every day, but it's know, still my top. Just Overwatch. I've I don't know. I didn't. I, with Horizon, I didn't expect it to be that good. It was like a scrapped project from Blizzard, and the community, at least from what I've played in arcade mode and stuff, the community is really good. Um, I can just go and jump in anytime I want, and I don't feel pressured with you know microtransactions, loot boxes. It's just, it's just a fun. I feel like the perfect FPS game. I'm sorry, Horizon Zero Dawn 2017. Yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn is number one. I think we can confirm that Horizon Zero Dawn is the number one (laughs) Kill Connor Club game of 2017. I haven't said my list, James. Well, I mean, I already know. I already know. You've said it. What are you going to say? Assassin's Creed Origins is your number one game of 2017. (laughs) No, it could be something else. Okay, we did Uh, Horizon. What's your favorite game? My top five games of 2017, and they're all from 2017. Ah, uh, fucking hell. <laughs> Number five is Kingdom Hearts 2.8. Okay. I thought, again, I've played Dream Dream Distance before, but it's spectacular to play it again in, like, total, like, 1080p, HD. I played it in 4K because I have the PS4 whatever, Pro, so whatever, it was even whatever, better for me. I don't have a 4K TV, so I'm not going to go buy a 4K console when I won't. It will look the same. <laughs> um, so... But yeah, I mean, pl- getting to play 0.2 Birth by Sleep and Fragment, Fragmentary Passage was, you know, it was like finally after 11 years of waiting, getting to play a bit of Kingdom Hearts 3. Like, I've waited 11 years, I get a demo. That's great. Um, it's four hour nice demo, but just to play as Aqua was amazing. And for me, it was the first, because I never played Birth by Sleep up until they re-released 1.5 plus 2.5. So for me, it was my first real taste of Aqua, and I, you know, just loved her character. And then getting to play Birth by Sleep, she was the first person I played as in in the game. And yeah, she's one of my favorite, she's my second favorite character behind Sora in in the Kingdom Hearts franchise. She's incredible. And then Keyback Cover, again, amazing. And Dream Resistance, I I absolutely love. It's a great game. Great collection. Shout out to fucking Kingdom Hearts this year for also re-releasing 1.5 plus 2.5, and mm. I got to play my favorite childhood games of all time again in order. Mm. Kingdom Hearts 1, Kingdom Hearts 2, and then obviously getting to watch 358 over two days and um, play Birth by Sleep. It was just, yeah, amazing. Number four, Destiny 2. I Are you thought serious? Was yeah, Destiny 2. Have you played it since it came out? Yeah. Really? I played it for ages. When have you, pla- played, uh, it for when have you played it recently? Ages. The new DLC just came out. Have not played the new... I've got the new DLC. I, I'm, not, I'm not going to. I'm definitely going to. I played the game... Like I. So, to talk about Destiny 2, I played so much of it when it came out. Like I was obsessed with it. I played it every day for so long. Yep. And then we did the raid, and I just stopped playing it. And I have no interest We've to go back. Re- but you've done everything. I don't, yeah, but, but, you do like, the right? but I don't even want to go back. I don't want to play the new DLC. I, okay, re- I well, really don't want to. And that's I, sad. Like, that's the thing. Like this, It probably would have been on my list, but I don't know what it is. I just don't want to go back to it. It's something about it. I'm like, I d- I'm not ready for that commitment again. It's like I committed well, to that game so much. I played too much of that game for the first like sure, month that it sure. was out, and I don't want to ever again. It's like, it's like if I imagine if someone goes to... Um, 
rehab and they're, they're off drugs it's like they never want to touch it again that's me i don't want to go near it again i don't want to ruin my well, life well look well look destiny 2 i th- i mean destiny i went to the midnight launch of destiny 1 i was so excited for destiny 1 you know it's bungie halo's you know one of my favorite franchises i wanted to see what they did next i base game destiny 1 was pure shit it was half it was a third of a game and it just pissed me off mm. um, there was no real story to it it was just nothing Destiny 2 was everything Destiny 1 should have been. It ha- I thought it had a great campaign. It felt like a, you know, f- a memorable first-person shooter campaign. Interesting storyline. You know, how- it was fun. The levels were great. The worlds were great. It had an actual ending that was deserved of a, some sort of campaign. I thought just the RPG elements were great. Way more to do. It was a full-fledged game in and of itself on launch. All the things they needed to improve from the first Destiny just, uh, you know, mechanically was totally improved functionality of like getting rewards and everything like that was way better. Just, it was endlessly better than the first destiny. Even like even the end all with all the expansions, destiny one, I think destiny two base is better. Um, and I played the shit. I played it like once, I mean, I was at university, like in the end of my course when it came out. So I didn't play it every day, but I played it every second I could play it. And even when I'd done everything, I still played it once a week. <clears throat> when all the new, um, um, when the when the all the challenges and everything reset, I would jump back in and play for uh, three hours, just to do the crucible and get every bit of rewards, just to get new equipment, and then I'd leave it until the next week and do it again and again and again, just to upgrade my my power level and stuff. And you know, kind of just get my character ready for the inevitability of the expansions and things like that, which I'll I'll play eventually. I just you know. Haven't really had the time as of right now to play it. Um, but yeah, I love Destiny 2. I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three is Uncharted, The Lost Legacy. Yeah. To have a game uh, like this this year, I, I didn't have, you know, it's Uncharted, so I was excited for it and everything, but I just didn't have the expectations of a regular Uncharted game. It was way longer than I thought it was going to be. It's not as long as a normal Uncharted game, but it was way longer than I thought it was going to be. It felt like a full-fledged game. It really did. I'll give it that. It was a full-fledged Uncharted game. Uh, and cl- playing as Chloe was amazing. It was, for me, it was just fucking nice like to actually play as an Australian character for once in like a major AAA video game. And I'm like, that's this is cool. I'm super happy. Um and then I thought Nadine, who I didn't like in Uncharted 4, I thought she was a boring character. I loved her in this. I thought she was way better. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't want to spoil stuff, but there's, you know, one other major character that that's in there in the second half of the game. Who And I just loved this new, like, ragtag little group of, like, side characters from Uncharted that can go have their own stories now. And, like, just to kind of give a taste of what the other characters are doing. I thought it was incredible. The story itself was amazing. The open world element they kind of gave to it for the first kind of third of the game was really fun. And just overall, like, it is a memorable Uncharted game with moments that you're like, oh, fuck, I'm going to remember that. That's really cool. Um, intriguing storyline, good villains, great ending sequence, and just fun as fuck. And I just loved every second of that game. Every second of the game was great. Yeah. Number two, here we go. Number two, Assassin's Creed Origins, Oranges. Um, uh, you know, Assassin, Assassin's Creed Origins was uh, everything it needed to be. 
you know, like the Monday sucked, but it was about two minutes long. So I'd kind of give it a pass for that. Like, I don't care enough about the Monday anyway anymore. Like I've, I've or, I gave up on the Monday day years ago. Um, if they redo it properly, I'll be happy. But like, I don't care either way. Um, if it wasn't there. Miles ring a bell. <laughs> no, it doesn't, James. It doesn't ring a bell. Zibbity bop ring a bell. <laughs> Just with a bop, ring a bell. Uh, if they do that, then I'll be back in. I'm oh, they that. better do that. Have a do that. It looks like she's uh, on a screen and she glitches out a little bit and it like does a zibbity bop. That'd be it's amazing. It's me. It's like they get me <laughs> into Montreal to do the zibbity bop. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Uh, that would be amazing. I, yeah, so, but the story, you know, you know what's interesting? Like people talk about the ending of Origins. This is spoilers, by the way. For the people that haven't finished it, you fucks. Um, oh, people like, got it's upset. Going, it's with... going up on my channel. Like people can expect spoilers at this point, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, no, I agree. You know, look, Assassin's Creed Origins ending. I get. You know, you you have you spend the last hour and a half playing as Aya when you've built up Bayek this whole time. But I'll give it this. I felt like when I killed the lion. That was the ending. Like, I thought that was it. Like, I was like, oh, go speak to Aya and there'll be an ending cutscene and that'll be it. Set up the sequel. So, to me, the last hour and a half was like a bonus, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, it didn't make sense for Bayek to chase these people to Rome. That did make more sense for Aya to do that because Aya as a character, I first of all don't like her all that much anyway. But she's also, and she's not very assassin y either. So for people that say she's more of an assassin, not at all. Like, Bayek is, like, literally the epitome of an assassin and the lifestyle of an assassin, the way he lived, what he did. You know, he's underground. He wasn't after power. He was focused on the, the people and helping people. I was focused on politics and the big picture. She was far more of a Templar yeah, she was like mindset Connor. of her goals. Yeah, yeah, I agree. In some ways she was, but she was better than him in some <laughs> ways. Like, every, everyone's better than him. Yeah, that's true. Um... But yeah, like she was so focused on that. So she's the type of person that would be that kind of egotistical, that stubborn to go after to Rome and do that. Um, whereas I thought Bayek would only do it if she was in trouble. Like if she was there and like something happened to her, she was imprisoned or something, Bayek would go to Rome to save her. It's the only reason he would leave Egypt. You know, he's for his people and for helping the little guy. You know what I mean? He's not about. Like I thought his ending was perfect. Like sure, I is there killing Caesar. Like all these has to be these big moments because she's all focused on politics and power and who's in control. Bayek, his ending scene—it's just him killing like some bitch, like woman that's abusing children, just in a random little town. Hmm. Like he's focused on the people, she's focused on the power, and that's the big difference between them. That's why I don't like her and I like Bayek. That's why her character doesn't really make sense, and Bayek's does. Like he's a true assassin. He lives life an assassin. So I, I get the whole ending annoyed people, but it was kind of like a bonus to me. I, I didn't expect it. Like, I, th I thought the game was over when I finished Bike's bit, but, you know, I get it. I also get it at the same time because it was a bit weird. Um, yeah. It felt rushed. It felt like they gave a sequel up away in an hour that could have been like a 100-hour game, but whatever. Sure. I mean, I mean um, just, just adding to that just because I, I, I want to say, I think... I mean, I, I like the ending, because like you said, when you kill Flavius and Cyrene, that feels like Bayek's conclusion. Like, not necessarily... To me, that was never, like, a clear conclusion for Bayek. Like, I feel like it was yeah, always left sure. very open. But it was like, okay, well, now let's conclude 
you know, Caesar, let's conclude Aya, that's done. Like, now you know, oh, this is what Aya did, and that links to, you know, other Assassin's Creed games and to Brutus and to whatever, and that's now done. But Bayek is still here left sort of open, and that sort of leaves you for then the sequel um, to see, you know, what he does next. And I, so, I sort of like that. I like that it gave us that ending to Aya and rounded all that shit off and gave us the nice sort of shit in Rome. But, yeah, I like that Bayek's left open, because hopefully... They'll do a sequel. We can we can hope. They will, hopefully. Hopefully. Um. So yeah, Assassin's Creed Origins. Horizon Zero Dawn. Number one is Horizon <laughs> Zero Dawn. Watch Dogs Two. Horizon Zero Dawn. Obviously, like we've talked endlessly this whole year about how good this game is. This game felt like I was playing Kingdom Hearts 1 for the first time. I was playing Halo 1 for the first time. Like, it was the start of something special. For the next 10 years, this franchise is going to be a talking point. It's going to be a big deal. Um, and it's been an incredible year with this game. The DLC was amazing as well. All the characters are amazing. To me, the two standouts were the, the obviously the story was incredible. Um, huge standout to that game. Just something new, something fresh, something different. And really intrigued me the whole time. I wanted to know all these mysteries that they'd set up throughout the start of this storyline. And it kept me going from start to the finish of that game. The open world, amazing. The RPG elements, amazing. Loved everything about the world. Side activities are incredible. Like I said, it's a shredded game. There's no fat on this game. Every mission, every inch of that game is there for a reason. Great to ex- world to explore. Interesting and mysterious. Um, even just things like there's collectibles where you just see what the world used to look like at that spot, which is just one of those really cool things. Um, the soundtrack, another standout. But the main standout being Aloy, the character. And on Clubhouse, I think last last week on the Kill Connor Clubhouse podcast on patreon.com slash as always, one dollar you can be a member. We talked about why Aloy is such a good character. You know, like she's just the most relatable. She's a people person. She fits in with us as players. She's so kind-hearted. She always looks for the best in people. You watch my Frozen Wilds play through the DLC of the game. I would respond to something a character's saying and Aloy, at the exact same time, would say the exact same line as me. Like, you know, you just felt like you're on the same wavelength as Aloy as a character, as a player. And, um, you know, she's a fucking badass. She's awesome. But, yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn. Kill Connor Club 2017 Game of the Year. And the MVP, I think, in gaming this year was PlayStation 4. You know, their exclusives yeah. this year have been, you know, unreal. Horizon Zero Dawn just being one of them. Uncharted Lost Legacy, Kingdom Hearts, all that sort of stuff, like... PlayStation. Xbox, Xbox is getting fucked. Oh my god. It's sad. Xbox, just get give me one exclusive for God's sake. Do they do they even release an exclusive this year? Uh like, Forza. What are you doing? Oh yeah, Forza. Oh, fuck. <laughs> what are they doing? Well you don't they're love Forza on... Motorsports. <laughs> Their biggest franchise Halo Wars that, that dominated has dominated video games for 15 years up until they released the abysmal Halo 5 was Halo. And they're fucking it up. Like, I played Halo Wars 2. It was fun. It's not top five game of the year. It was a fun game. Halo 4 was a fuck up. I loved Halo. The story was good, but I hated the multiplayer. Multiplayer was shit. Sure. So Halo, this is the thing. They haven't done everything perfect in either of them. My most important thing about Halo that I could... If the multiplayer is good in Halo 4... In, sorry, in Halo, that's great. I love it. Multiplayer's fun. All I really care about if, is the story. If, if The campaign. That's all I care about in Halo. It's my favorite story in video games is Halo. Well, was up until Halo 5. 
Um, you know, and Halo 4 story was fucking awesome. And I thought, and I was still in for it. I thought the multiplayer was shit. I agree. But I was like, you know what? I, I can forgive it. The story was great. I can, it's a game, it's a Halo game. I can replay it. It's classic missions has some amazing moments in, in the story. Um, and I thought it was, a, it was a classic Halo campaign. Um, it felt refreshed. It felt new. But then Halo 5 comes out. Multiplayer. I mean, Warzone was terrible, but I thought the arena multiplayer was fucking spectacular. Best since Halo 3. Um, but then I thought their campaign was the worst by far. It's fucking abysmal. 15 missions. 15 missions in the campaign. Three of them are with Master Chief, the main character of the franchise. Three of them. Yeah. I, pl- I will never, ever... Fig- I've never been... Like, I hate Halo 5 more than I hate Assassin's Creed 3. I will never, ever forget the day playing Halo 5 for the first time. I played it all in one sitting, that campaign. And the whole time I'm playing it, I am infuriated. I can just see you being in, just for <laughs> Just for like eight hours straight, I'm in a rage. I'm fuck. I, but I was also like upset, like genuinely like upset because... Um, like it was like I was fucking offended or something. Like I was just genuinely offended by how abysmal it was. I I couldn't believe it. I could not believe what was happening. I kept thinking to myself, is something like I kept expecting all of a sudden Locke's gonna die and then we'll play as chief for the rest of the campaign. Like something will happen. Like I kept expecting. Like I'm like, there's no way they're doing this. Like this can't be. Ha- this can't be happening. This can't be happening. You know, and, that's what and, it was like. And the it marketing happened. for it was, you know, Agent Locke versus Master Chief, and that really didn't happen. I feel like they even deleted that trailer after release because yeah. it was just, the marketing was bad. For me, Prometheans just aren't satisfying to kill. I don't yeah. know, for me personally. Like, they're just shit villains. I don't know. I, I hate them. Yeah, I, mean, I don't hate them, but yeah, they're not as good as the Covenant. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. I, I And this is the thing that's interesting this year that's coming out because, you know, Halo 6 is obviously um, on the horizon for the future of God, Xbox. shut up. Shut uh, up. <laughs> <laughs> like and, horizon. Yeah, I know. Um, but the, the, what's been coming out of 343 Industries with, like... Um, Frank O'Connor and all these developers and stuff, things they've been saying scares the shit out of me. Like these are developers I trusted, especially Frank, you know, leading up to Halo 4 and then afterwards and especially the up to Halo 5. I was like, you know, I like the, I'm sure the multiplayer wasn't good, but I love the campaign and story of Halo 4. As long as they keep the story really good, I don't care. You know, Master Chief's my favorite character that still has video games in coming out. Um, but then you have like recently Frank O'Connor talking about like, their goal when they're looking at Halo 5, one of their big questions was, like, what pe- what is it that people don't like about Halo? Let's fix that. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? That was their focus. Their focus of the game was what people don't like about Halo. What? So their, their goal is to market to people that don't like Halo. What the fuck are you doing? They, their question should be, what's great about Halo and what do our Halo fans want? No, that wasn't their question. It was, what is it that people don't like about Halo? They hired people specifically that don't like the franchise Halo. (laughs) They said that. They hired people because they don't like Halo. 
because they're like, if you don't like Halo, you can change it. If someone doesn't like Halo, it's because they don't like Halo. Nothing you do to Halo will make them like it. They just don't like Halo. So it's not for them. That's fine. But them, they shouldn't be the people making fucking Halo. Yeah. Unbelievable news coming out this past, like, month. This shit's been coming out from 343. And Halo 6 will be announced next year. It will. Yeah. It might even and, come out next year. God, I hope not. God, I hope not. <laughs> Take another. You, they need all the time they can get. They gotta I'm sell sure the new I'm Xbox. Sure they'll fix it. They'll fix. They know people didn't like the campaign. They know people well, they, love they, the they... multiplayer. Keep the multiplayer. All they've got to do is fix the campaign. I the, mean, that was big, with Halo Four, though. You could have used that argument when when Halo Five was coming out. They oh, got yeah, the story yeah, right, yeah. and then yeah. they fucked it up. So, like, yes, the next one hopefully would make sense to get <laughs> them both in, right. But the, how the... in the world? I just don't. I I will never in my life understand that the idea of Agent Lock. I will, never in my, I will never in my life understand the mindset of let's not use Chief. I will never yeah. understand for the life of me that that idea. Yeah, and I was going to say, like, for the core team, too, like Frank and everyone to approve it, the idea of just adding him into the story, not only adding him, making him the majority, and then the marketing, make it seem like this massive fight between the two will happen, and maybe have like, you know, 60% of the chief, 40 of Locke, but that didn't happen. It's just... That would have still pissed me off, but I would have accepted yeah. that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, yeah. I, I don't like the other like two, yeah. But Halo 2 still pisses me off, because I don't want to play as someone else. I, the, I accept it, because I still get 10 Master Chief missions. <laughs> You're so you're so fucking triggered. <laughs> like, this there's nothing that makes Halo you more passionate. Halo Two was not bad. Like that. RPG no, Halo Two is amazing. Halo Two is amazing. They still gave me my ten Master Chief missions that I need, yeah, and they, they just made five that. extra that missions with another standard. character. Yeah, that's that you know they gave the me five extra missions. Ten, yeah. ten Chief missions should be the standard. I don't know what the fuck they were doing with Halo Five. It was. <laughs> it doesn't it make was, sense. Was, no, no one dislikes Chief. Like no one. I don't yeah, understand, yeah. like, who, who said, you know what we should do? No one likes the Master Chief. Let's switch him out for some random bloke. That's what, uh, they'll love it. That makes no and sense. again, it got approved by people who have been on Halo since, you know, Halo 1. That just makes no sense. And they spend their time, and the only, there's eight major characters in this game now, because you've got four in each squad, right? You only know Chief Squad if you've read books and watched yeah, yeah. read comics and watched old movies. I know him, but know, fucking yeah. hell, no one else knows him. Don't have, never have a squad. Chief doesn't need a squad. That still pissed me off, to be honest, because Chief doesn't need a squad. He needed. He had a squad back in the day. He doesn't need a squad now. He's the Master Chief for God's sake. Uh-huh. Then you've got, then you've got Locke <laughs> and his squad. First of all, they get the only backstory to Locke was in a movie. And then they expect you to watch it and know who he it is. Was. First of all, I didn't watch it. Nightfall. They made a live-action movie called oh, Nightfall. I've never, I've never seen I it. I didn't even watch it. And then you've got the only character in that squad I like was Buck because he was in ODST. And even, the, even then, <laughs> don't have a squad. And these other two random characters there, are, are they from comics? I don't know, probably. <laughs> I don't know who they are, and I don't care. They were terrible. All their dialogue was cringy. They were the worst squad ever. Locke sucks. Get rid of him. I want the first thing I want to happen in Halo Six is he dies in the first cutscene. That's the first <laughs> fucking thing I want from Halo Six is for Agent Lock to die in the first cutscene. 
That's all I want. If they kill him off in the first cutscene, I will fucking stand up and applaud. I don't even care if the rest <laughs> of the game sucks. That's a <gasps> 10 out of 10 game for me. Because how dare... I refuse to watch Luke Cage because that guy played Locke. Fuck Luke Cage. I was Fuck say, that guy. Can they even get it back since he is, like, kind of uh, getting bigger now? Like, will he even go back to Halo? Hopefully not. Let's get rid of him. He's a shit just, He does great as Luke Cage. We don't need him fuck, in Halo. <laughs> he sucked in Halo. Like, I really don't think he'll want to go back to Halo now that he's Luke Cage and everything. I hope he doesn't. Plus, everyone hated him as well. Why would I know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Everyone hated him. The squad's system sucked. Whoever's idea of that was, fire them. Fire them. <laughs> that was, that was terrible. I bet that was Microsoft. They were like, we need co-op. People need to buy more Xboxes. Make it co-op based with the story. Like, this is, there's four, like, characters. Yeah, that's probably oh, yeah. actually true. You play as one character only, always, and it's just Master Chief. And does he have a squad? Never, ever, at no point. Ever. Yeah, but it was his mate for a bit. If, if the Arbiter's around, cool. That's fine, but I don't... No squad. Isn't it a team? He's a great He's guy. the master fucking... They should have made this a spin-off game. Like, not call it Halo 5. I don't know what call they were Halo, thinking. Call it Halo Guardians. Would have been a side game. Would have been great. Yeah, like ODST or Halo game. Reach. It's, wouldn't that be cool, like, a game called Halo Guardians? It's a side game with this new character called Locke. But Master Chief is and also then, in it as well. Like, yeah, that'd be yeah, fucking like he cool. has a cameo and stuff. He has yeah. a couple except, missions. Except like, the whole story still like that. Except the whole yeah. the story also just sucked. Yeah, yeah the does. story was Cortana's like... nothing happened. That's the whole point. It's called Halo Five and nothing. The three missions of Master Chief were the only time things happened, and it was just for him to go talk to Cortana and find out what she's doing. That's it. You found out that she's unleashing an army of guardians on the world. That's it. Then you spend twelve missions as luck finding Chief. Oh, it's How so the, Do you know what it's I wanted? So to find Chief as well, so I didn't have to play as you, you fuck. Like, that's <laughs> how I felt. The 12 missions of uselessness where nothing happened with boring characters that made me mad, and then three missions of doing something to get to somewhere to find out one cutscene worth of information. That's Halo 5. I love when you ran about Halo. I love it. That's my favorite part of the podcast. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you bring up Halo 5, that's a surefire way to get me tricked. There's nothing that makes me madder. There is no game that makes me madder. What are we talking about? Why yeah, did this I didn't happen? come up. Why was that thing about Halo? Halo Wars 2 like, yeah. came out this year. Talking about with Xbox News exclusives. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, they, anyway, had, they, had this, great. they had this killer franchise that, you know, is just amazing. And they fucked it up the ass. Like just back down none bad. of it, none of it made sense. I just, I will never. I want to talk to Frank O'Connor because no, for the life of me, I will never understand any of the decisions that were made for that game. The most bizarre shit I've ever seen in my life in video game history. The most bizarre shit I've ever seen. It really could have been Microsoft. Like maybe they did want to make it a spinoff game, call it something else, but then Microsoft is like, we need to sell consoles. I'm not, getting, I'm not getting. I'm not going to let him off. I'm not letting yeah, him off. They've hired. They've fired. They've got a new story director. The guy that wrote the Arkham games, Batman Arkham games, for yeah, Halo. Halo. Yeah. They've got a new art director as well. Um, so they kind of what they, they they've said. They understand it's just going to be Chief next time. So they've pretty much already confirmed the next game is just Chief, and that they're going to go back to the classic Halo art style more than yeah, this. 
good. The art director was on Halo Wars 2, right? That was yeah, from. That, that's, what the, yeah, that's what they're trying to get the art director from Halo Wars 2. He was great. I mean, Halo Wars 2 is great. Like, it's fun, but, like, it's not like it's a standout Halo game or anything, but it's yeah. fun. Like, I loved Halo Wars 1. I thought it was really fun. I think Halo Spartan Wars 2 Spartan Assault. Spartan Assault, best game. Yeah, best game. When do you want Halo 6? Now. Right I now. Mean, I hope they announce it. It's coming out now. They just tweet, Halo 6 is out now. I'd buy it. And, play and, it. The cut, and then it's like a box art, and it's just... Agent Lock holding up Chief's head, severed head or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I mean, I was going to say, actually, while you were talking, I entirely fucking forgot. The, the whole thing with with Halo's new storyline, I think it's been super weak. Like, Halo 4 was great. Um, but, I mean, yeah, it was, it was great. Um, Halo 5, I mean, I don't think they know where they're going with it. Because, like, Halo finished with Halo 3. But, like... It was left it's open like, in case, but three, four, three. I don't. I don't think they know what they're doing with it. It's like know? Assassin's can, Creed in the modern day. Yeah. Can I talk? Like, no. I. I. There. There is a storyline. This is what I expect. This is why I was so hyped for Halo Five because there's a storyline and theories that I've been waiting for to come out. And Brett, you've done videos for Halo Follower before, so you're. You know. You know. Um, the Halo Channel. Yep. You had a Halo Channel, so you know um, Chris from Halo Follower. Yep. Um, so he did a video, and it was one of his theories i've done off as him specifically but like he did a video on it that got me so hyped and that kind of culminated all of halo and master chief as a character and i want to talk about this now because it is a theory but for those who don't know i told because my brother harlan is a bigger halo fan than i am but he didn't like halo 4 story and i'm like why didn't you like halo 4 so he's like because the librarian made out that Master Chief was the chosen one. And he's like, I don't like those chosen one storylines. I'm like, but you like Game of Thrones. And he's like, oh, but that's different. I'm like, it's not though, is it? Like, it's it's the same. There's a chosen one and that's it. Um, but he's like, but it was never like that in the old games. And I said, ha, yes, it was. This has always been what the story's been. And it goes back to Halo 1. They mention it. And there's a scene, I think it's, the mission 343 Guilty Spark, I think that's the mission in Halo 1, where you've, there's Guilty Sparks talking to you and Cortana, and you, it's when Cortana finds out Halo oh, is a yes. weapon. Yes, I don't it's what, what, um, Yeah, she, you find out Halo is a weapon, and Guilty Spark keeps calling you like um, Reclaimer, mm. you know, but specifically mm. Chief is the Reclaimer. Yeah. And then. Uh, he says, he goes on this weird tangent, he says, you, because Cortana's like, we ha- we can't use this weapon, it'll kill everybody, blah, 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 blah. Um, but through, Guilty Spark looks at Chief and goes, you asked me once if I was in your position, um, you, uh, would I use this weapon? And I've had all this time to think about it, and I would, blah, 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 blah. And it just doesn't, it's like, what are you talking about when you asked me once? What does that mean? When he's ta- And he's talking to Chief. So the thing is, the person who used the ring the first time was the, the there's a name for them. It's it's in it's in a comic book. Um, the something didact. It's like a the I think there's like a title for it. This yeah, the something didact, and that's the person. That's the um the forerunner that used the ring the first time. Mm-hmm. To destroy the flood and everything. He 
turned to um, through, uh, Guilty Spark and said, if you're in my position, would you do this? And then he, you know, used the weapon, ultimately. So the theory is that when the librarian, uh, you know, indexed the human genome into the world, because, like, obviously all life was wiped out in the, in the galaxy using the halo rings, the librarian's the one that had this safety deposit that indexed all these different life forms in the galaxy and sent them all out to evolve. That's how humans are, you know, re-evolved and everything is the forerunners placed him in. But the librarian decided that the forerunners won't be next, you know, the next mantle of responsibility. Because it's all about the forerunners held the mantle of responsibility to the galaxy to look after all living things. Mm-hmm. Um, the forerunners time, they'd gone too far. She saw as the forerunners time is up. So the librarian indexed the humans and not the forerunners. So the humans would be next. She believed the humans would be next. But she indexed in the human genome, and she says this in Halo 4, she indexed an inevitability to happen, that Chief would exist. Eventually, Chief would, the John 117, Master Chief, this chosen one person would come. Um, and that's when she gave him the pow- these extra powers to be able to survive the Didax weapon and shit in Halo 4 and whatnot. You know, it was like this chosen one storyline. The thing was, and uh, this is what Han was like, he was never a chosen one of the old ones. He was, because in Halo 1, Guilty Spark looks at him and says, you asked me once if you're in my position, would I do it? He's talking to the whatever didact because Master Chief is the second coming of him. He's the he's the genetically same as him, kind of or whatever like Horizon, it is. Like, like how yeah, the main character. Yes. Is. Yeah. Yeah. He's pretty much that that whatever didact. I forget the name. Um, is yeah. Uh, Chief is kind of like the human version of him or whatever. Like he was indexed using him or something. You'll have to watch the video, but it's fucking, like, it's incredible. And that's when I was waiting for Halo 5, Chris put out that video, and I was like, holy shit, that's amazing. And then we get Halo 5, and I'm like, well, wow, you know? It's amazing with, uh, like, Chris and just going back to Halo, because it is where I started YouTube, and just, like, at first, I really hated Chris, because we were, like, competition- and all that mattered to me was like, you know, beating him on news content. And then yeah. it's it's funny just because looking back at it, it was so stupid. And I remember when he was called Halo 4 follower and had like 30,000 subs. Like it goes way yeah. back. And oh, then, yeah. Um, I, just, I watched like, him when he had like less than 5,000, man. Like I remember seeing his first video come out when Halo 4 got announced. And like it was so bad. But at the time, it was like no one's ever done this. Like he kind of made me start doing news content. Like he inspired me. And he, yeah. he is so good at editing videos. I just, I don't know. He always spends time on it. It's, it's really good. But I remember just like always hating him. And then one day I messaged him just saying, hey. And then we became friends and then met at PAX. And it's just weird to look back on that. Yeah, he's he's a. I mean, I've never talked to him, but I, I remember the first. I I think it was when I was on uh, your podcast, the Dead Cast, and we were talking after, and you told me you're like, I did a video of Halo Follow. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. I love Halo Follow's channel. <laughs> I didn't know you ever did a video for them. I'm like, that's so weird that you did a video for them, and like, you know, yeah, so weird. Like, you know what a small world it is. And on YouTube and stuff. Like, I remember when I started Watchdog Central, I was still making Halo videos, and the idea was to run both, kind of like what Robbie does with Star Wars and then open world games. And I remember 
you know, Watchdog Central took off that first month. I think I got 5,000 subs my first month on that channel. So I started, you know, focusing on that channel more, or well, this channel more. And then Halo 5 came out. It was just so disappointing. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't want to make any videos on it. So I was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm focusing on this channel now. Yeah, Halo 5 really killed killed my fandom. But I sent you the video that, that Chris did. I just want to find the section, like the one-minute section, just to just to kind of show you what he's talking about. Skype is, like, so bad now. I yeah, I don't like this new update. Out. Yeah. So weird. Oh, I I fucking know this because it was his channel trailer for so long. It's got 3.6 million views. Yeah, like it's yeah. a, it's a big deal. He had it on his channel for so long and every time I would go to his channel this video would automatically play. So I just know the intro by heart. <laughs> yeah, so go go to 2 minutes 24 around that time. Oh, are we doing a KCC react yep. to this? So let's yeah, I want you to I want you to see this, James. So shout okay, out Taylor okay. Folder. We're using using your video. Is the um, master chief who about. we think he oh, oh. I'll do I will do you know, do you need to see the video or we just do audio or like what you, mm. what you think? Is Put the video fine? up if you can, but audio's okay. fine. But I that means I'll have to do that when I'm editing it. Okay. Let me just see what, uh, how long I've been going for. One minute one hour, sorry, forty eight seconds. <laughs> Um, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll just one, type one hour that in forty eight minutes. You mean one? Yep, that's what I meant. Well, I'll just do one hour forty nine because that'll be about when we start. Uh, that's that's not right. That's not the right number. Okay, got it. What time are we going to? Two twenty four. Two twenty four. Okay, hold up. And just, in I already know the editing's going to be so good. And this is 2014. All right. I'm there. Yeah. It's just the way he makes videos. I don't know. I love it. Yeah. If you like Halo, I think everyone who likes Halo, subscribe to Halo follower. Let's be real. All yeah, right. He almost has 500K. So. Yeah. All right. Play in three, two, one, go. And they act as guides to help him find these artifacts. They come across the cryptum containing the Yurdinact and awaken him. Later in the story, the Dynat performs a brevet mutation on Bornsteller, essentially making him a copy of himself. The mutation gave Bornsteller all the Dynat's thoughts and memories. Bornsteller is now known as Isodidact. Isodidact, okay. Is this is the guy we gotta focus on. almost all of the now endangered species of humans and gets locked inside Requiem by the Liberian. The Isodynact is the one who takes his place and ends up firing the Halo Array to wipe out the Flood. Isodynact says to 343 Guilty Spark before activating the Halo Array, were it your choice, could you fire the Halo Array? Before this, however, Chakas gets badly injured and only his mind can be salvaged. Bornsteller rebirths Chakas as 343 Guilty Spark. We also find out the Liberian has been busy placing imprints in many people. Think of it as an imprint, as a subconscious desire. The receiver of an imprint may not know it exists, but it's there. Here's a list of a few G, aka imprints, that the Liberian has imprinted. Chakas, Riser, and their AI was imprinted to go to Earth to awaken the Didact in his cryptum. Chakas is imprinted with the Fordinko's Gias. Bornsteller tells of another Gias that he suspects a librarian imprinted somewhere on the human race. 
These imprints start to make sense if thought about long enough. For example, without the Didact would have not been awakened. Number two is why 3 for 3 Guilty Spark is always eager to fly the Halo rings in the Halo franchise. But what about three? Who did the Librarian imprint onto the human race? Looking deep enough will uncover the answer. Let's look at this quote in Halo 4 during the middle of the mission. The Librarian says to the Master Chief, Reclaimer. When I indexed mankind for repopulation, I hid seeds from the Didact. Seeds which would lead to an eventuality. Your physical evolution, your combat skin, even your Ancilla Cortana. You are the culmination of a thousand lifetimes of planning. Planning for what? From this quote, it could be an easy argument to say that Master Chief is the one that Liberian placed this imprint on. However, what is imprinted on Master Chief? Whose geos does Master Chief hold? To answer this, we must go back to the days of Halo 1, the first cutscene in Mission to Betrayals. Right before activating a Halo, the oblivious Master Chief is confronted by Cortana, who begins to tell him what the Halo actually does. Shocked by this news, Master Chief turns to 353 Guilty Spark and asks him if what Cortana says is true. Is it true? More or less. Technically, this installation's pulse has a maximum effective radius of 25,000 light-years. But once the others follow suit, this galaxy will be quite devoid of life. Or at least any life with sufficient biomass to sustain the flood. You already knew that. I mean, how could you? Left out that little detail, did he? We have followed outbreak containment procedure to the letter. You were with me each step of the way as we managed this crisis. Chief? I'm picking up movement. Why would you hesitate to do what you've already done? We need to go right now. Last time you asked me if it were my choice, would I do it? Having had considerable time to ponder your query, my answer has not changed. There is no choice. We must activate the ring. There is only one reason Guilty Spark is talking to Chief as if he is the Isodidact, a librarian imprinted Bornsteller's guest onto Master Chief, and that is who Guilty Spark is referring to as crazy okay. as that sounds. Okay, we'll leave it there. Irrefutable evidence. How is no fucking cool is that? I love it. That's that's like the maybe even the creators didn't think of it at the time. It's just like a really small thing, and people start looking into it. I don't know. That's it's cool. I mean, that's pretty huge because I always never really understood what that was in Halo One. Like I was just like, is he just talking to Chief like he's every human or something? Like a because it made everyone think, because it's the way Guilty Spark talked to Chief that made everyone think that the Forerunners were humans. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't until Halo 4 that we found out that the Forerunners were a different race altogether. Everyone thought they were humans. Because the way Guilty Spark used to talk to Chief as the reclaimer, the second coming of the Forerunners. It's like, oh, the Forerunners are just ancient humans that all died out when they used the rings. But it turns out they're a different race altogether. And Chief's just a, you know a seed of a forerunner, you know, the isodidact. I mm. see. The thing is with that, I remember um, when Halo 1 Anniversary came out, I remember, because I was never hugely into the Halo story. Like I, th I, like, I liked it and I enjoyed it, but I was never, like, into the lore. Um, and I remember playing Halo 1 Anniversary and you get to that scene where the, re uh, not the Reclaimer, sorry, uh, Guilty Spark says to Chief what he says. And I was like, that's really weird. Why did he say that? Like, it's really confusing because I'd never played Halo 1 properly before, like, to actually pay attention to it. I played it, but, like, never sort of 
got into it until I played the anniversary. And that scene is really confusing. But then, like, you get that scene from Halo 4 and everything sort of comes together. And it's really nice the way that sort of they can easily do something with that. But, you know, Halo 5. Um... Yeah. Didn't have Halo 5. What Halo do you think's going to happen? Um... Brett, what do you think's going to happen to Halo 6? I mean... I, is it going to be the end? T- I feel like it is with Cortana and everything. Like, it kind of has to be as well. I just... I don't know. I, I want... I could drag it out. I want an end with Halo yes, 6. Like, it kind of has to be the last one, and they've already dragged it on more than it really should have. But, yeah, just with Cortana and everything, I mean, first, just get rid of Agent Locke. Just be between Master Chief and Cortana. Like, that's the characters we really care about at the yep. forefront. So just, I feel like their stories should be, I mean, told and finished. Do you think Chief's story should be finished as well? I I feel like, yeah. I know a lot you has to happen. A lot of, me. I mean, a lot. I mean, I would agree with you if Halo Five didn't happen. You know, I feel like I got a game stolen from me. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I guess. I guess that is true. That's what it feels like for me. Like when it comes to Master Chief games, like I I wanted six. I was told I was going to get six, and I feel like I've gotten four, and five doesn't count. Like I felt like that was a I got a Chief game stolen from me. I haven't played a Master Chief game since Halo 4 in 2012. It's been five years since I played a Master Chief game. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can see that then. So I'm not ready to say goodbye to Chief with Halo 6 when I've waited so long just for a follow-up to play as him, you know? In a way, though, his like story was kind of done after 3. Like, and they've just been kind of dragging it on. But I, I do admit 4 is, 4 is great. And since they started that story, I do want more. And, like, 5 didn't do anything. So, yeah. in a way, yes. Like, it is true. For They've six, got a lot of story to tell if they're going to wrap like, this up. But... Yeah. So, I guess, I guess two more games. But have them, like, I don't know, have the development time really long. Like, have the next game. I feel like Halo 6 should probably come out in 2019. With the next gen? Yeah. If yeah. they do that. Uh, and then, you know... 2019. Well, 2020 will be next gen, right? It would just be so weird seeing Halo 7, though. I don't know. Just that title makes it... Well, it's going to happen, so let's yeah. be real. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Halo 7 should be uh, 2023, like four years after. Yeah, uh, sure. They kind of... They need to spend time, especially like on they the... Did with Halo 3 to Halo 4. Like, there's like five years between them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that I guess I guess fine. Halo Seven, but have that be the end. Yeah, and then they can do like spinoff games if the franchise is still doing really well. But the problem is Microsoft is they're losing the console war, so like Halo isn't selling as well as it used to. I think I, Halo Five sold so bad, if I'm correct, just because Xbox isn't selling. As well as but it also see. just did terribly. Like, reviews were bad. Yeah, it was not good. But you know, like, compared to PlayStation, Xbox just isn't... They don't have as much consoles sold. So, like, the problem no. is giving Halo a budget. And then you have Microsoft closing down or delaying games like Crackdown. Um, they closed... They just stopped development on another you know exclusive game like they don't know what they're doing with their money and i feel like they're kind of running out 
in a way. They're, they're freaking out. I think they should just, yeah, quit while they're ahead and start making sure their next-gen consoles, they, they're a step ahead. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, the... Yeah, fuck. Because... I'm an Xbox fanboy. I'm an yeah, Xbox guy. Uh, but PlayStation 4 is kicking their ass and good for them. No yeah. doubt about it. PlayStation 4 is a far superior gaming platform because of... I mean, I don't care about the hardware. I care about the games. PlayStation has all the exclusives. All of them. There's not a yeah. single exclusive I can point to on the Xbox One that's worth having it in comparison to PlayStation. You know and what like I mean? Next, next year, PlayStation has, you know, Spider-Man and everything and shit. Like, Xbox doesn't have anything. And Halo... It has it, Sunset hopefully, Overdrive. <laughs> that, I feel bad for Insomniac. Like, they... Xbox finally got Insomniac, and then Sunset Overdrive came out. And like that's a pretty good game, but it's not like Ratchet <laughs> and Clank or anything. PlayStation making Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, they're okay. they're making Horizon Zero Dawn. They're making Uncharted games. They're making The Last of Us Part Two. You know what I mean? Like so that's well. why. Of War, Hor- like oh, but Horizon though is like they took fucking Killzone, their Halo competitor, and just destroyed that franchise and started with horizon and they made it so much like now they have a console seller yeah i mean before they had uncharted and last of us which was great but like in terms of like a big massive long game this is the i I mean the future of their their console is horizon zero dawn like you know that'll sell the next playstation 5 whatever they call it will be sold on horizon zero dawn 2 i don't know if you've seen but um I think Microsoft, I forget what it was, they, like, like it, they kind of hired some company, I forget who it was, but they said, like, we want a game like Horizon Zero Dawn. That was their instruction for, like... Yeah, I remember that. At some point in the future, like, it was a couple of months back that that was, like, a thing that came out, was, like, Microsoft asked a company to make a game like Horizon <laughs> Zero Dawn. That yeah, was their instruction. Um, yeah. So <laughs> they fucking should be saying that. That's exactly yeah. what they should be saying. Yeah. So it's like they should be like, well, let's do what cool game in a few years. Um, but I mean, I mean, if they're gonna go around saying they... we want a game like this game, it's probably gonna end up being bad. Like they've oh, already got Jesus Anthem Christ. coming out or whatever. Um, Jesus Christ! A bird just went bashing into my window. <laughs> <laughs> what, shit, what kind of bird? I what don't know, of... but the bird shit all over the like it. It hit the window and shit. <laughs> There's a big, long string of shit <laughs> down, right in front of me. That's amazing. That's amazing. Like, if all this blood, I was like, oh, God. But no, it just, because it hit the window, it shit itself everywhere. <laughs> shit all over the window. Everywhere. It's a lot of shit. <laughs> Sorry. Real quick Sorry. on the PlayStation thing. I do want to say, not only do they have better games, but uh, their marketing. So, like, Red Dead Redemption always has, you know, like, a PlayStation thing before it starts. And I feel like Destiny 2 had PlayStation material, and they always show it at PlayStation's, you know, E3 press conference as well. Even though that those games aren't exclusive to PlayStation, they still market it with them. And, like, Xbox. Xbox had... They had Assassin's Creed, right? That was basically it yeah like marketed yeah and that was so weird seeing the trailer at the xbox press conference before ubisoft's yeah that was weird 
yeah. Yeah, look, like Xbox just needs to like it killed all its good exclusives already. Like Gears of War. Not that it's bad, but it's just kind of like they, they never really got... Gears of War was never on this high level. It had a quick little peak there, but it never really broke through to a mainstream mm. audience. And they've n- kind of never been able to break it. Like, it's every Gears of War game has been okay, been fine. But they just haven't been able to manage to make Gears of War worth the money and time they've been putting into it. Fable, they just killed and murdered oh, brutally. Oh, God. It was oh. so good, and they fucking ruined it. Yeah, that was one of my favorite all-time franchises. Yeah, yeah that's another... That's a sad Fable story, too. And 2 are two of my favorite games of all time. And 3 I was good. Like three. Yeah, yeah I 3 like was good. It's not as good as 1 and 2, three. but it's really good. Like yeah. Um, but... Uh, but then they made, like... But Lionhead was Microsoft's bitch. You know, Microsoft... Like, the problem with Lionhead, they really didn't have the ability to make any games they wanted to make. Um, I felt bad for them because, you know, the Kinect became a thing and, you know, they yeah, can't make uh, Microsoft uh, make a Kinect Halo game. They're like, yeah, we can we can tell Fable to make a Kinect game. Make a Kinect game. They killed Teresa in a Kinect game. In a Fable Kinect the game. Journey, yeah. Fable <laughs> the Journey that's on rails and they were saying it's not on rails. It was on rails. So the whole game um, with with regards to that did you see uh, peter molyneux who was the head of lionhead and the head of fable for a really long time who was like really pushing the connect did you see what he said about the connect uh, recently in an interview um because no. he was pushing the connect so much he was saying oh this is the future of gaming in an interview the other day <laughs> someone asked him about it and he was like can i just be honest with you the connect was uh, an absolute train wreck it was terrible <laughs> <laughs> and it's so funny. I love Peter Molyneux. He's fucking hilarious. Everything he says is just fucking retarded. But he, he was like, he was one. He didn't. He didn't work specifically with Lionhead. He worked for Microsoft, and he, they made him head of Lionhead. You know what I mean? Like he was told what to do. Yeah, he did. You know what I mean? He, also made he that, left. That he left game during with the cube. Do you remember that? Yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> that I remember. So that. Fun. Star Wars Connect is the best game. That he, is the best game. Peter Molyneux left halfway through Fable: The Journey. That's when you knew it was shit. You're like, oh. Fuck. And then they went to make an MMO Fable Legends that never came out. They cancelled it and shut down Lionhead. Uh Microsoft. <laughs> and like they <laughs> their one big game this year was Cuphead, but it's not, you know, it's not a massive AAA game. It's just a small thing. But they had that Cuphead game did and I think well, though. Yeah, and uh Sea of Thieves. Like I've gotten to the alpha and I really think that's gonna be a good game. I don't think but it'll they I don't, don't think have... it'll sell though. Yeah. Like I, it has to be thirty dollars or forty. They can't charge sixty for that game. Yeah, they don't. Did um? So you played Fable Legends, James? Mm-hmm. What was it like? Um, it felt like Fable. What kind of game was it like? It's not obviously so, there's no storyline. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there was. Nah, there wasn't really. There wasn't a storyline. There was like sort of stories, but like they weren't. There was no. It wasn't like a typical Fable game. It was like you had these hubs. Um, and the one hub that I did was, it was like Brightwall, but it wasn't, it was something else. It was like something new. Wait, first off, how did, how did you play it? It was, they invited me to play, uh, was it the Alpha? I don't know. I don't remember. It was like early on. They were like, play this with us. And I was like, okay. Um, so yeah, it was, it was weird. Like the controls controlled exactly like Fable, but it looked really nice, like updated graphics. And it was like, I could imagine the the way the game looked, I could imagine it being like Fable 4, like the way the game looked, the game yeah. and the way the game played, but like the structure of the game was nothing like Fable. 
Um, the combat was fun. Um, you know, fighting the enemies, the way it looked, everything was everything felt Fable. It was just the structure of the game wasn't Fable. It was just this different thing. It's and I was just like completely sort of can turned ask, away by can that. Can I ask you? And Fable kind of went down a comedy hill, a bit like Syndicate did with Assassin's Creed. Like it went, Fable Three to me was a bit far. Like they're really trying to steer into this Monty Python sort of British comedy. Like Fable Two was funny moments, but it was still like Fable. Fable One was very serious. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some comedy in there, of course, but it's serious. You know, to me, Fables can be serious. It's a great world. Albion's a great world. You talk about Microsoft asking, "We want an answer to Horizon." You've got an established universe you could do that with. Imagine Fable. But open world. That'd be fucking awesome. Imagine like the whole of Albion, but like yep. it's the Witcher Three yep. sort of action adventure sort of Correct. RPG Correct. game. I d- yep. honestly, that's something I've been looking for for fucking years. I've been like, that yeah, would be the perfect world for that. Can yeah. I interrupt? Yeah, of course you can. Okay, so James, I've been stalking your Twitter recently, yeah. and I noticed uh, you've gotten into The Last Airbender. What made you start like watching oh, it? Oh yeah. Like, well, I mean, are we breaking? Oh, we're breaking the conversation for the last Airbender. <laughs> I'm sorry, okay, but sure. it's the best show ever. It's not, but sure, it, it's really, it it's is. a really good show. I mean, do you want to? Do you want to a... finish this talk about Fable, and we can? Okay, yes, yes. Put a pin guys... in Avatar, and one, we'll come back to one it. One thing, didn't uh, Fable like didn't it get a remaster or something? Fable, Fable years one years did, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, I, I never played, it, played the remaster. I, I, think, I think I will, because I never really liked Fable 1 because it felt old, but if it's the same game but with, like, the newer visuals, I reckon I will play it because I've been, I've been craving some Fable. Yeah, I'm looking, and it's $35. came out in 2014. Got positive reviews. Yeah, yeah I mean, Fable 1's, you know, to me, the best Fable. Um, close to 2. Like, two's amazing as well, but, like, Fable 1 has a far superior storyline. Um, but just also the setting, like I, I, like it was kind of, it's like the same with Assassin's Creed. Like Fable 1 was set in medieval times, fantasy, it was great. Then all of a sudden you've got guns now, Industrial Revolution in 3, like 3 was way too far. You know, if they make another Fable, make it like all of Albion, make it around the Fable 1 era, you know, where I the guild's still around and it's, about being, and it's about being a hero. Because in, in Fable 1, it's all, you know, you go to the guild in Fable 2, right? Like that's what is under um, yes. uh, Bower Lake. You know, you've got the old guild and it's like the ruins. Well, Fable 1's like, you know, all about being here. It's in the era of heroes. So, like, you start off, you, you get, once your village gets burnt down, which is um, in Fable 2, it's like a marshland with just fucking um, mm-hmm. those screaming fucking witches or whatever they're called um, all around there. And, yeah, that's the village that gets burnt down. And your sister's Teresa um, and she gets blinded, but you think she's dead and your parents die, and then you get brought up in the Heroes Guild and you become a hero. Like, I'd love for an open fable game, like, in that, before the guild got destroyed, it could even be the story of the guild getting destroyed, but, you know, with... You start off in the... Uh, you know, you're becoming a hero. And like, any fable game, you start off as a kid, and then you grow up, and then here's this open-world game and storyline, you know, set in that sort of time period where, you, you know, it's bows and arrows and swords and shields and shit, you know, and magic. God, you know, be just so good. Per- it's a perfect Wait, franchise. I've never oh, played so one. Uh, would you say it's, like, completely different than three? Than three, like, yes. Than two, no. It's way more similar to two. Okay. I really like two, like, and I really like If you three. play Fable 2 and play one, that makes sense. To me, Fable 3 is the yeah. most different. For the no, I play, like I played two, but I just don't really remember it because it was a while ago, like a long time ago. 
I so. really want to play Fable 1. I reckon I'm going to get Anniversary. Yeah, Fable. now I, now I want to play I 1, really, 2, really like, want to. God. Oh, it's really I fun. Love I love it. I love the Fable quest system. I love the reward system. The armor sets in... in and uh, Yeah, really cool. Like, That's yeah. going to be my next thing I'm going to play. Because I've been looking for a game to play. Like, after I finished Origins, and there's nothing really coming out at the end of the year. I've been looking for something to play. I reckon I'll play. I reckon I'll play Fable. There's way more links to Fable 1 and 2 in terms of, like, Fable 2 is so far ahead, I didn't like that it went that far ahead, but, like, there's so many references to and to Fable 1. There's even a quest line to, you revive um, the mayor, old mayor of um, Bowerstone, and she's, like, some, like, lady, and you either can make her fall in love with you, because this guy's obsessed with her, and you have to go find her. He lives in, like, a mansion in the cemetery, in the Bowerstone Cemetery. And you have to find her body parts, like, in tombs and shit. And he, like, revives her body and brings her back to life. And he gave her a love potion because he's, like, in love with her old paintings. She's the mayor in Fable 1. And so you, like, can bring her back and shit. That's Which is, like, a cool reference. Obviously, the guild and um, having um, Oak Oakfield. Um, oh, no, Oakfield's in Fable 2. I'm thinking, um, what's... Oakvale is your little village in uh, Fable 1 that's just like a swampland in Fable 2. Like, whereas Fable 3 is kind of like, Bowerstone's there. That's about it. Everything else you can't really see. Bowerstone. Bowerstone Market and Bowerstone Industrial from Fable 3. Oh, that's some nostalgia. I fucking love Fable. It's such <laughs> Great a franchise. franchise. Are you going to stream it, James, on, like, uh, Horse and Fox? Or just... No, I reckon I'll just play it. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes, like... With Origins, too. It's like, I just want to sit down and play a game and not talk. And that's yeah. why I didn't do a walkthrough on Origins, because it just kind of takes you out of it sometimes. Yeah. And, like, I mean, it's... Yeah. I had to, but... You didn't I have to, but you did. I mean, I couldn't not, could I? Like, I kind of had to. I, mean, I uploaded the first team minutes, or first 15 minutes, and then that was it. Yeah. Was like, I, mean, nope. I, I mean, I enjoyed it playing through Origins on the Let's Play, but... I mean, I think I'm used to it at this point. I think I used to, back in the day, uh, with like AC4 and AC3, I think I used to enjoy the game less when I let's play it, but I think I enjoy it equally now, because I think I'm so used to it. Um, but there's some games I won't do that with, like The Witcher with Horizon. I think it's different. Yeah. But with Assassin's Creed, I think I'm so familiar with it that I'm alright let's playing it first time around. So, yeah. yeah. So, Avatar. <laughs> Avatar, yeah. Yes. What, what's, so... What, all right, first question. Did you watch it, like, growing up? Yes, I did. I did. But I never okay. finished it. That's the thing. Like, I watched it on and off, and, like, I was super interested in it. I, lo I, lo I loved it. But I never, like, properly sort of watched every single episode. And so uh, Jamie and Ollie, who are, like, two of my moderators, but, you know, we're good friends, um, uh, said, you know, they've been watching it, like, re-watching it and talking about it. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll watch it again. And... It's so fucking good. Like I know. I, I rewatched so it last good. year. And it's not like it's a fucking Nickelodeon show, so you think it's so just weird how there's good no I'm surprised why didn't why didn't you finish it? What do you mean? Like Like because I watched I watched The Last Airbender as a as a kid. I just didn't ever finish Slash it was, young it was... young teenager and I finished it. I remember watching the end. <sighs> I think it was one of those things when, when I was a kid, I like, if it was on, I was like, yes, I know I like this show, so I'll watch it. But I yeah, never, sure. like, tuned in to watch every new episode, because I didn't know when yeah. they were on. They were just some, like, sometimes it was just on, and I was like, oh, I like this show. 
but yes. watching it again recently, like it's even better. Like, cause I always remembered it being really good and I remembered really liking it, but like watching it again, like, I don't know. It's just so fun. I just love all the characters and stuff. Like you can yeah. tell it's like, oh, it's, God. you can tell it's the a attention show to in detail. some places, but you can tell that they're not just aiming it at kids. You can tell it's one of those things where they've like put so much work into writing it that there's so much subtlety that it's like if you are older, you can still enjoy it as well. I really love the universe and the lore and stuff. It's such a good fucking universe. I hope they do more with it in the future because it'd be it'd yeah. be a shame to just throw that away. I mean, have you seen Korra? I haven't. I haven't. That's that's one I've never seen. So what, so what I did was I was like, I'm gonna watch through Avatar: The Last Airbender, and then when I'm done with it, I'm gonna watch The Legend of Korra because I've never seen it before and I've heard, you know, good. That's things about exactly. It, so. Yeah, that's exactly what happened to me last year. Like, I I didn't even know Korra existed, and I was rewatching mm-hmm. Avatar, and then my friend's like, "Wait, you know, there's another one, right?" And I never heard of it. Um, but I yeah, Korra is like, it's once you finish Avatar and go to Korra, the animation is so much better. It's insane. Uh, but mm-hmm. I feel like the story for Avatar: The Last Airbender just can never be beaten. And like Korra doesn't even come halfway but it's still an amazing show because the last airbender is like a perfect show you can't really beat it but yeah. Korra is still good yeah i mean i've heard good things about Korra, and ollie said he prefers Korra, but i think he's he's very into the lore of universes like with elder scrolls and obviously with avatar yeah they go into the lore so a lot more i think i think the fact they go into the lore more is what puts him like sort of in like preferring Korra more than uh, the last airbender and i i mean i don't i don't i think it's going to be a good time um, but I, I love i love the last airbender so much i just love the whole universe and the lore of everything it's just so interesting it's so great and the characters like Sokka, mm. zuko yeah like, and it's oh, like God. the whole thing like the thing is with the show like it's actually funny as well like it's not just yeah. like sort of childish humor like it's actually funny it's it's such a great time to watch I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm very sorry to interrupt this conversation because yeah. I do lo- I do really love the last Amber show, but just breaking news right now that no neither of you will care about. But officially announced, the first ever Australian UFC world champion Robert Whittaker is defending his title against Luke Rockhold at UFC 221 on February the 10th in Perth Arena in Western Australia. I will be there to see the first Australian UFC champion defend his belt. George St. Pierre is the official champion, but GSP for fucking Bisping, and they're both fucking shit, and Whitaker would eat them alive, and they're going to probably strip GSP and give Whitaker the real belt because GSP is a fat fuck and, and old. Um, what a fucking fight that is for the middleweight title. Jesus Christ, I'm so excited. Oh, yeah, I love UFC. UFC <laughs> <laughs> is great. Sorry. I'm going to be there for that fight. I'm so fucking excited. Yes, yes. Sorry. <laughs> wanted to say this just to record my reaction to that just to have good. it there but yeah there it is good. sorry about I that put, guys i put yeah. in a group chat a poster i just bought like last month let's see oh, you really cool. like the last airbender don't you yeah it's that's amazing cool. see look I mean, what I, I said right which was i mean i tweeted about it is a game set in the avatar universe that's like a sort of Witcher 3, Horizon Zero Dawn sort of style, like, action RPG would be so fucking good, because there's so much they could play around with. They could go, like, yeah, in a sort but... of time period, and, like, oh, it'd be so good. It yeah. would be kind of hard with the mechanics. It'd be Like, hard. all the bending yeah, stuff. it would definitely It would be have hard. to kind of be 
like it couldn't really be open world in a way unfortunately oh, it would have to be know. like i don't they could, just, they, they could do it they could do it they could, i mean they could play around with it a bit because i mean there's not too much that's sort of set in stone necessarily i mean like there is but like i don't know i think there's enough to play around with that they could sort of translate it into a game like even if it's not uh, canon like they could sort of but play just figuring out the the mechanics for you know air bending fire firebending everything true and just, i mean you uh, could do i mean like there's things with um they could do like if that's the main mechanic of the game they could do like different types of attacks then like in the skill tree you can get different abilities for the different types of attacks for each sort of element like being you know fire earth air and water and like sort of you can upgrade that as you go along it allows you to do more abilities sort of like um a combination of like uh the force unleashed the way you get more force abilities and there's like so many different combinations of shit you can do with the force and also like spider-man web of shadows when you unlock things in the skill tree you can do so many different web sort of techniques if you had four separate abilities and like you switched to it through like a weapon wheel to be like which element you want to use and then like uh, depending on the skill tree, like which one you sort of go for, it gives you different combinations and different abilities and sort of go on that. And also it'll work sort of like um, Infamous as well. You could incorporate that sort of the way there's all those different powers and different abilities and combinations you get through the powers. I mean, I think it's definitely something they could do if they made it the yeah. main mechanic of the game. <laughs> but like, you know, Nickelodeon wouldn't actually, <laughs> you know, <laughs> go out of the way. It would be so good though if they did. <laughs> No, like no one would buy it because no one I don't know if anyone knows what it is like it's such a niche audience but like it'd be so fucking good the perfect game the perfect open world game that should be made is like Punisher I feel like he's one of the perfect characters to good. have in open world did you ever play the old Punisher game on the original Xbox I didn't it, but I watched it the was fucking awesome yeah, I, I've seen it yeah. so much fun Literally, mainly just because I'm a kid, I'm like eight and just torturing people, <laughs> like just fucking brutalizing people. Like, yeah, he, he would make a good character, and um, even Green Arrow or something, like, because Arkham, the Arkham games are over, right? Um, Pretty sure. I, just, I don't know. I think Warner Brothers is working on something that they're not talking about, but I think they are. I think it's still a brand they are sort of maybe making another game for because Rocksteady have, are done with it, but I think Warner Brothers are like, oh, we'll yeah. we'll release something at some point. But but like Rocksteady could do kind of Green Arrow because he's like Batman in a lot of mm-hmm. ways. I think it would it would be kind of a good open world game. Yeah, that's something I've seen as well. But also, um, another thing that I've been like would be a sick um, open world RPG is um, Robin Hood as a character but like make it sort of more dark but have like an open world rpg where you play as robin hood and have like what of quests the fuck? And shit. i'm like nah. i love open nah, world definitely action not, huh? rpg games <laughs> hey anything guys could do that. <laughs> robin hood you can just say that with anything you're just starting to you're just saying <laughs> shit right now and then would it be so what? good with what? anything tyler you said Tyler, you liked Avatar, right? Yeah, I mean, I liked it, but I, I'm not a big cartoon guy, so I'm, I'm not that fussed on any cartoon, really. I don't really rave about them, but it's a great great show. Were you hyped for the movie? 
Yeah, I was a little. Saw that. Yeah, that was a sh- uh, yeah. Uh, that's my worst movie experience what movie? ever. Sorry, I wasn't listening. What movie? Avatar: The Last Airbender. Oh god. Like I was. <laughs> yep, I loved the show, and I was hyped yeah. for the movie. I've seen trailers, and I'm I'm just a little kid, and I went to that movie and like. That was tough. It was. Oh, God. oh, it's so bad. But, and I was even that of a. I was young enough that I wasn't that big of a critical thinker. Even then, I still thought it was the worst. Like, yeah, yeah. It shit, so all the name different. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? It's so bad. Like, what? Like, even the casting is super off. Like, why is yeah. Zuko Indian and why is Katara yeah, they're all Indian and why are they why are they white? Like, what? They're they're not in the show. Like, why are they they cast everyone wrong? It's all so of the weird. Fire Nation was Indian. It makes no sense as well. Oh, it's, it's so it, weird. It does make sense. It's because, you know, white is right, and that's all. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, I so strange. Everybody. I'm joking. I just, like, that movie was nothing happened, and they had the perfect source material to go off of, and they it's just weird they ruined well, it. Because the movie it, is so, like, based on the source material. Like, they stuck to it, like... Yeah. Like, it's like they didn't, like, most movies will sort of take the source material and make their own thing. It's like the movie stuck to it, sort of, like, they didn't, they didn't sort of, like, change anything, really. Yeah, it's, kind of it's cut basically down. Sick. But the, they call Aang, Ong, and then there's just, like, random shit like that that doesn't make any sense. It's like, like Rukin and Riken in the Assassin's Creed movie. It's so <laughs> strange. <laughs> Such a bad movie. Oh, God. That's probably my most like hated movie. Just can't say it. It's very bad. It's very bad. Have you guys seen The Room? The Room, yes. I have. Oh my god. (laughs) I'm seeing the disaster artist this weekend. Um, I'm hyped. Yeah. I'll I'll definitely see that at some point. Um I've never I've never seen The Room though. I've never seen it. Oh. I, I really want to watch it because I think it'd be yeah, so I want to. I want to watch The Room before I see The Disaster Artist mm. as well. Yeah, yeah you I'm have to. Do. I just saw it the, for the first time like last month with my roommate. And like you have to watch it with someone else. And just <laughs> Yeah, get, you can't watch it on your own. Yeah, no, yeah. have like a party, have someone over, like James watch it with Elver or something. Mm. Just, it's, oh God, it's amazing. <laughs> it's yeah, so that's bad. A, that's what yeah. I plan on doing. When when Elva's over over Christmas, we'll watch it with like George and we'll just have a good time and uh, and just watch it. I bet it'll be fucking hilarious. It will. It's funny when it comes to like na- the name of it, The Room, and it's one of the, you know, it's known as like the worst movie of all time. And I think one of the best movies of all time is called Room. The, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> Room's like, I watched that this year and it's like the best movie I've watched all year. Um, but it's from, yeah, 2016 because I don't put 2016 movies on the list for 2017. I'm not a fucking asshole. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, I just, when anyone says The Room, I'm, I have to think, I'm like, wait, you're talking about, oh, The Room, not Room. Yeah. I always have to get like, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's I difficult because people might call Room The Room and you're like, wait, are you talking about the bad one or the good one? <laughs> I have a question for you both. Okay. Yeah. And I think I know the answer, so Kingdom Hearts, you can't say. Okay. Okay. Most hyped game next year. <laughs> so we can't say Kingdom Hearts 3. It's 3. Yeah, it'll be Red it, is, Dead it is Kingdom Hearts 3, but yeah. Correct. I know. Yes. Same I, I would Red Dead Redemption 2 second. Red okay. Dead, yeah. Red Dead, uh, but also I'm really looking forward to Spider-Man as well. Because yeah, no, I fucking shit. love Spider-Man so it's, much. Yes, yeah, Spider-Man's amazing. 
God, and the, la- the last good Spider-Man game was Web of Shadows, and so I'm really looking forward to this next one. If like I buy all of these Spider-Man games, I know they're like the Amazing Spider-Man ones too. I knew they were gonna be shit, but I, I just I love Spider-Man, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't help my, myself. It's a guilty, yeah, I know it's a guilty <laughs> pleasure. Like I know the game is shit, but I still try to enjoy it. Yeah, it's just Spider-Man. Well, that's, I have to it, get some but that's what it, this one looks like. This one looks the same as the other shit. No, shit. no, it doesn't. It looks exactly the same. Uh-huh. It does not look that the, good. It looks to me. It looks like it's in the same sort of vein as like the Arkham games, like that way. It's sort of trying to yeah. actually you're, make you're, a Spider-Man you're delusion, game. You're delu- you want it to be like that. It doesn't look like that. It looks all. like that to me. I think it looks. I was watching it. I was watching your reaction to it. I'm like, what are you? You're not watching the same thing. It looks so good. What do you? What do you mean? It looks fucking shit. It's like a. It looks exactly the same. It looks like quick time event bullshit. It looks shit. What do you mean? There was like like three quick time events. That was the only. That was all that happened. No, there was plenty of shit. It looked fucking good. You're gonna be disappointed. We're gonna point back to this. No, no, no. And Subject is amazing. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> no, I'm not going to be disappointed. Are you, what do you think about uh, the new that feudal Japan game from uh, Sucker Punch? Is it? I haven't seen I actually, any. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Have you not seen I the, tra- the trailer? It. Yeah, I haven't seen the trailer. trailer. I just the trailer looked cool. Like, I mean, they showed a lot of the environments and stuff. I reckon they're going down the action RPG route, like Assassin's Creed Origins, Horizon Zero Dawn, Witcher Three. I reckon that's what they're doing. Um, and if they're doing that, then fucking cool. Like that, that that'll, that'll probably be pretty good because I mean. Uh, what did Sucker Punch make? Before was it Infamous that Sucker Punch made? What was that? Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I don't remember what they made. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it looks pretty cool. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing that, and that's I mean that's another reason as to why a Bayek sequel makes more sense than going to Japan yeah. because there's another game set in Japan coming out soon. So, you know, Ubisoft doesn't really want to compete with that. And like Far Cry Five, everyone thought it would be in the Wild West or space, <laughs> <laughs> or both. But... <laughs> uh, God, it's fucking dumb. But yeah, if Far Cry went up against Red Dead Redemption, it just there's no competition. Yeah, they're definitely not going to do that. Like, I mean, to me, it makes sense that Ubisoft would do. Um, I talked about this in a video I did recently. Is they do a bike sequel? They'd go to like Rome or uh, Greece or whatever. Maybe they'll do another game after that, like a third game. Uh, but after this Feudal Japan game comes out from Sucker Punch, they'd likely ride the hype that people have for Feudal Japan games. Be like, oh, look, now we've got an Assassin's Creed set there. So if you're looking for more, there you go. And that would increase their sales. So, like, you get sales from Bayek and the way that people like Bayek, and then you get sales from the hype that people have over the setting of Feudal Japan after this game that's come out that people are looking forward to. So it makes sense for me to for them to do that rather than try and compete with another game in the same setting. Yeah. So... I've always been super wary, as you know, James, of like feudal Japan setting for Assassin's Creed, you know that. Mm-hmm. Anywhere in Asia, really, because of, you know, so it's, it's, any setting's all about timing for yeah. when it comes to Assassin's Creed. And I, like to me, Egypt's something I've been waiting for for a long time and ancient Greece, things like that. Like This is a setting I've been waiting for a long time, but I also felt like this was the right time to do it. You know what I mean? Like, I wasn't waiting for Egypt back when Assassin's Creed 3 was about to come out or anything, or, or Black Flag or something. You know what I mean? That wasn't the time I was like, we need to do Egypt. And I don't feel like Japan's the time now, you know what I mean? Like, you've got stuff to do where you are right now, but I think you're right that once this kind of little error's over for another game or two, I think th- that will be the time that it's like, okay, 
I think it's it is the right time to do something like Feudal Japan because mm. it is all about timing. You go to Asia, you said like you can have that character that's in Feudal Japan go to wherever, whether that's China or I've, Korea. Yeah, I think it's the somewhere. next sensible place to go it once they like the most sense. Like, yeah, where else especially are they go? for a trilogy too. Like, mm. Bayek has like a trilogy kind of set up, and if they went to Japan, they could have it setting wise. Yeah, again after. After having Bayek, it it does yeah. make sense. I mean, like, where else are they going to go in the world? Like, mm. nowhere. They're running. It out. doesn't make sense. They are running out of places. Like, 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 if they want. I mean, to they're not really going to run out of places. There's like they're... medieval England and yeah, definitely. There's but... European countries to go to. Like, they're fine. I, I but think... they're running out of really good, interesting ones. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think like it makes. I think it makes sense to do the the shit with Bayek now. And because they've got a they've got a fucking good character that everyone loves, and it makes sense to continue this character, make as much money as possible. I'm not against the milking Bayek at this point. I want them to. Um, yeah, same. So do that. Then you can go to Japan, explore Asia for a bit with another character that hopefully is really good as well. Then after that, if you want, I guess like I've see I've always wanted a game set in medieval England, but. I haven't wanted it recently because we've had the game set in London with Syndicate. We've had a load of shit in sort of Europe. But I think after Japan, I reckon that maybe would be the next place I'd like to see. Somewhere like medieval England. Because I think that'd be a really cool setting for Assassin's Creed. And it'd feel like, you know, you've got like the Templar Knights and stuff. That's very sort of sort of uh, medieval England with the knights and things like that. Like, um, uh, fucking Brendan, BQ oh. Overlord, came up with that idea for having like King Arthur and stuff. A sort of like a an element to it um with like uh the lady of the lake or whatever and like excalibur being like the sword of eden there's plenty of shit they yeah. could do like i mean you wouldn't have to do exactly like the king arthur story but you could easily have like references to like oh this is maybe excalibur or whatever um to sort of relate to assassin's creed so maybe that would be the next thing i'd like after e after japan which would be after this bayek <laughs> shit so you know that's fucking way off in the future it's true too. Like I've been saying, um, like the issue with Assassin's Creed is they always rotate main characters, and they've been doing that for so long. And I, I hope, like Bike needs just at least one more game. That's it, just one more. Like don't yeah, switch them least, out again. Yeah, and I just I'm worried that they're gonna switch them out, and I just hope not because, like you said, everyone loves him. Like. Oh, sure, there's a couple people that don't really like him, but the majority of people, people do. Yeah, the majority of people do, and, like, it's just, it would make sense. It's perfect for a sequel to happen. Yeah, it's. I think I think there's been, like, with the past characters, after Ezio, with Connor, Edward, Arno, Jacob and Evie, whatever, fucking Shay, I guess he kind of counts. Um, they, they haven't, <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I think Edward was the only one out of all of those that was sort of universally yeah. worth a sequel. I would have yeah. loved Correct. an Arno sequel, but the Same. mainstream yeah. probably wouldn't. Um, and they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have wanted to, to make a sequel to anything related to Unity because marketing would be bad. So, yeah. um, yeah. it makes sense they didn't do that. But I think, yeah, Edward would have been the game they should sort of could have sequeled and they didn't. And with this being a game, again, made by the Black Flag team that did Edward, it kind of makes sense that they would rectify the mistake of not doing an Edward sequel, being like, okay, well, this time, let's have a Bayek sequel because they've done a good job with the gameplay. They've gonna mm -hmm. done a good job with the story and everyone loves the character, or at least the majority of people love the character. The same way Ezio. Everyone loved Ezio. There's a few people that don't, but they don't matter. 
Everyone loves No, it don't matter. Correct. So yeah. let's have another buyout game. It makes sense for them to do it. it if they want to make money... Why would they? Why would they not play it safe and do another buyout game rather mm. than making a new character people could hate potentially? Yeah. It See, makes way more thing, sense. The thing I'm worried about is Ubisoft Quebec will make the next game, and if yes. it is, I mean, if it is a buyout sequel, sense, yes, it does. They've it made does one make game. They they made they made forty percent of one. Yes, game. but you know you know Ubisoft loves to say, oh, this game took four years to make or whatever. Oh, no, they so love saying that, that shit. Yeah, they would do that Fucking shit with bullshit. Yeah, it took and, just as long to make Unity as it did to make Origins. You know what I'm saying? Like, who gives a shit about that long yeah. development cycle? It took, it's it just took, really about who's making it. It took less time to make AC2 and Brotherhood than it did to make Unity and Origins. So. It, you know. Yeah, it took yeah, Unity, two and Brotherhood put together took less time than it took <laughs> yeah, to make Unity. Exactly. Fuck I'm off. Just, I'm just saying it kind of does make it kind of makes sense that Ubisoft would try to put Quebec like majority of the developer on the next one, especially since this team on Origins worked you know so hard and they're still kind of working on the game. So I don't know. I feel like realistically they might use Quebec to make a sequel, but if do. they do that. <sighs> They, they could fuck it up so okay. much. Let's, let's put this into perspective, though. Like, the only game that Quebec made was Syndicate, and they didn't even make all of it. They made 40% of mm-hmm. that game. Why would Correct. they give this franchise that's just sort of been brought back to life with Origins to a company that made their least sold Assassin's Creed game? It makes no sense to do that because that game I mean, did terribly. It, it just doesn't make sense. Like, I think, you, I think even Ubisoft as a company knows that they shouldn't do that. Because they they want to make money, and Syndicate made the least money. But it did make like the least amount. But again, people do kind of like Syndicate, so they might be like, "Well, yeah, no like, one likes four, four and a half people like Syndicate on <laughs> but, Reddit. You know, like, Who cares? You know, realistically, like no one actually hated it. So I don't know. I Ubisoft is just <laughs> Ubisoft is just. <laughs> They can be dumb sometimes. I they hope can be, Quebec isn't making it. They can I'm be dumb saying. sometimes in terms of games, but they're never dumb in terms of profit. And they know that the the syndicate made like no profit. <laughs> I don't think they. I just don't think they'd do it. I think that they could have another team. I don't think they've got the Black Flag team working on the next game. But I yeah, don't I mean, there's no. Way. I don't think they'll give it to Quebec. I think it'll be Montreal. Like I think you could have like the. I mean, whoever worked on whatever. I mean. The thing is, I feel like most of the teams got dissolved. Like, I feel like the Black Flag team is the only set team they have. Like, Darby McDavid's gone off to work on another Ubisoft project. Well, we don't know where the fuck Corey oh, May is anymore. Alex Amancio left Ubisoft or got fired. <laughs> or probably got fired because he made Unity. You know, Patrice Desilets got fucked off. Um, Mark Alexi Cotes was with Quebec. I mean, the only creative director is like jean guzdon who did fucking black flag and origins and then ashraf ismail the game director for black flag and then origins like i mean i don't i can't remember like the like obviously people that did ac1 to revelations uh are gone um ac3 alex hutchinson he's gone Uh, alex amancio he's gone so what are they gonna do now the only people they've got is the black flag team yeah. I like I mean we're expecting the next game will be 2019 at the, at the yep. at, like you know we're expecting that's probably when it'll be what, I mean Ubisoft could, <laughs> could come out of nowhere and be like look the next game isn't 2019 we're getting the black flag team to work on it it might be four years or whatever yeah that would be like, amazing that would be the best the best scenario to be in 
And you never yeah. know, they, they could do that. Because they the could Black... make side games in I mean, between, you know what I mean? But I mean, like... they're doing a Rogue remaster this year, so... <laughs> oh my god. Really? That, that's but the best we, thing. But, think, but we don't need think, to talk let's about Let's remaster that, Assassin's Creed 1? Yeah, no, there's a, a cult following for Rogue. Everyone loves it. I, really I said weird. in my video that they should remaster AC1, and then some people attacked me in the comments saying, why would you say that Rogue is such a better game? And like, yeah. Rogue, no sense. Yeah, I, there's people sense. who say Rogue over AC1, and oh god. Just, oh my god. Yeah, AC1 would be the perfect game to remaster. Really and I mean be. actually remaster, like, Halo 1 Anniversary. Do something like that. I would... Oh god, I would love that. Yeah. Even in the I mean, HD I mean, version, the sure, but... They need, like, yeah. I wouldn't be mad if the, the sequel to Origins comes out four years apart, right? So it could come out 2021. But in between that, they could do an AC1 remake and, like, really work hard on it. Because they don't need to work on the story, the characters, any of that shit. They just got to work on the game. They could easily yep. do that in, like, two yeah, years. And they like, already had, like, the story in cutscenes. Every, everything's there, just... You know, sort it out in a new engine. Just do a proper, a proper, like a Final Fantasy VII type thing. Like, just sort of go for it. They could easily do that in the two, like, they could do uh, 2019, you can bring out an Assassin's Creed 1 remake, then 2021 is the sequel to Origins. If they want to do it like that, like, give the, give the Black Flag team, because I think, I think the Black Flag team has proved themselves that they can make good games. Both games yep. they've made have been fucking amazing. They've been, as well as being really good games and selling really well, they've also shown that they can, <laughs> like, innovate. That anything they do where they go, we're going to change up everything, has done really well. Naval and Black Flag, RPG elements, or, you know, going full RPG in Origins, has both done really well and served the franchise well. And they've shown that, you know, giving us the time we need to do this has paid off in sales you know, in their profits and everything. So, I mean, hopefully Ubisoft can see that and just be like, well, let's just give them the time they need and just, yeah. in the long run, in the long term, that'll that'll serve them way better than trying to churn a game out. I mean, hopefully. Okay, so, to wrap this podcast up, we've got something we've got to do since we're talking about Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. Assassination contracts. Oh, yeah, shit. I, about that. I feel like we kind of answered one. No. Let's bring it up first. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, we didn't. Let's bring it up first. Yes. Assassination contracts. Just got to go to... Oh, it's so hard to go to James's Twitter to find things because like, he tweets a million times a day. I, I haven't tweeted much since I put out those contracts. I made a conscious <laughs> effort to make sure I didn't. By the way, uh, the Game Awards is in one hour for those interested. Just you two, actually. Cause, yeah, they'd just I mean, be, just be us. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what's that? <laughs> the Game, the game Awards. Yeah. It's in one hour. Is it really? Yep. Okay. I reckon I'll watch that. I'm not going to go to sleep I, after this. So. Yeah, no, I'm watching it with my roommate. I got friend. work. I got work after this. Sure. I thought you said you quit your job. I, yeah, but I, I've, I've resigned, but I've got to... I, I work there until Christmas Eve. It's my last day. Oh, I see. Do you Do you like the job, though? I'll tell you what, it's a lot harder to work a job when you've already resigned. It's not as fun anymore, so I'll Can tell you, you that much. Are you, are you still never going to tell people where you work? 
Yeah, I mean, maybe. I don't know. I just don't really feel you like doing it. You should tell people. It'd be, it'd be a bit of fun. Once I leave, yeah. All right, once I'm sure. not, Once I'm not there anymore. There you go, yeah. everyone. When, when can you tell people? Can you tell people the first <laughs> well, podcast of next year? No, because there's a possibility oh. that company is all over the world. There's a possibility I may work for them again, man. So let's just relax. Oh, for fuck's sake. I was trying Why to get people I... to listen to the next episode. No, fuck off. They're gonna li- it's the first one of next year. They're going to listen to it. You're going to listen to it anyway. Why decide but... to like, leave? Was there just a major thing or you just wanted to go? It's a whole lot of things, right? Like, I wasn't, I'm not really happy with where I'm living. I'm, I'm, I wasn't really, once I finished uni, I just wasn't, you know, I don't, I'm not happy in the job, not, not in the company. Like, it's a great company and I've loved working there, but like, I've done everything I want to do there. I just need new challenges. And if I'm going to do new challenges, I want to move on. I need to take some time off. I'm super burnt out. You know, I was a full time, you know, uni student studying for three years whilst working full time, whilst doing work experience, trying to do YouTube and the podcast and everything and have a social life. I'm fucking burnt out, man. I haven't had a break in three years. So I'm just going to go home and rest for a little bit and figure out what's next. Like my senior year of high school, I was doing YouTube part time job and then school. And then, like, once. Once that school year finished, I quit the job and then I took a break with school and just like, mm. that's exactly what I needed. So what year was yeah. that? that you were doing all those things at once? Um, 2014. Oh, so the year Unity came out. So it was even worse. That was yeah. my best year on YouTube. And I the think, year, that was the year Watch Dogs came out as well. Yeah. Oh, this yeah, year was why. your best year on YouTube though. Surely you've got so I mean, many jobs this year. Earnings wise, uh, Unity is still the best year because Watch really? Dogs, Unity, uh, oh, Rogue, no. and Far Cry for kind of all the same year. To be honest, yep. That makes I mean, sense. My, like mine just keeps getting better. Like it's like um, the best year was 2014. Then 2015 was below that. Then 2016 was better. 2017 was even better. And like, I mean, I don't even know where we're gonna go from there. Like everything. Like, have to. Someone needs to fake a leak so we can talk about that forever. Yeah. Do you remember that time I? Okay, I didn't actually do this. Okay, but I did. Okay. Uh, do you remember that time? <laughs> we were on Discord, and um, one, there was one time when um, Nick from The Creed made a stupid fake leak. There was obviously a fake leak, but I was like, guys, I should make a fake leak and see who falls for it. So we made one. Really? I don't know about this. <laughs> and everyone made a video on it. It was so funny. Oh, oh God. God. What was it? It was, um, it said... It was the more it was like the 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 hieroglyphs, and then it's had like a helix logo in the corner. It said like history is our playground in the middle. Oh, you wait, didn't make that? I made that, yeah. You fucking piece of shit! <laughs> Everyone, I didn't make a video that. on that. Everyone did else Ethan did. Or... Yeah, yeah Ethan was... did. George did. Oh so god! Funny. Wait, even George? <laughs> did you know about it? I don't know. I don't think so. You don't you're even tell George. Yeah, you're a video on a fake leak you made. <laughs> you son of a bitch. It was so funny. Only a few people knew about it. And it was so funny. Everyone made a video on it. It was amazing. And it was going like all over to like the codex tweeted about it and they like, had access to the animus and I was like, this is so funny. <laughs> you're the fucking worst. It's just me. <laughs> That was pretty good. Like, like I made the thing on Photoshop, then I uploaded a video to YouTube where it was just like an hour of just the image, so I could get it up on my TV and take like a really bad picture of it with my hand sort of covering the camera <laughs> to make it look Holy shit. It was just on my TV in my room and everyone covered it. It was so funny. It goes to show that you can just make something so easily. 
and just start a leak on your own. Yeah, anyone can do it. So, like, yeah. it's it's crazy. Like, so, like, listen, if anyone's looking for views, um, <laughs> just make a fake leak. You're Raptor. Go, go for it, because I, so, I know you want the views. Um, so, there you go. I do want to say, quickly, I, I made more this year on YouTube, but my best month, I should say, was in uh, November 2014. Okay. okay. So best month in terms of, like, views or... Revenue. Revenue. Views was... Yeah, views was this year, but not... Okay. Like, okay, my best month was November 2014 for earnings, and I've not come okay. close to that at really? all. Really? What was it? Yep, Can even, you say or not? Uh, it was, like, I want to say 2500 or something. Okay. Is that dollar? That was in, yeah. And that was, oh. uh, again, I was in school. and Yeah, it's yeah, a lot of money. The, yeah, everything is, yeah, just kind of... Everything came out that year and that month specifically. And you've never, so. you never got more than that? Nope. Oh, I can confidently Not say I beat you. I've done it. My <laughs> but I mean, total with my job, I've yeah, I've yeah. Crushed. Okay, okay. So anyway, let's get to assassination <laughs> contracts. Yeah, let's do it. Let's oh, do but it. also before we do, yeah, well, since I don't have the job, Brett, I may have to come back to Curse Network. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the whole ad, the whole no ads. Yeah, but also I didn't realize not doing ads is fucking up my channel, like getting to people's inboxes and getting views as a whole. Anyway. The algorithms yeah. is like don't have ads. Yeah, fuck yeah. YouTube have been saying, oh, we don't we don't exclude channels that don't have that don't have ads on. We everything is oh, equal, but shit. bullshit. It's fucking bullshit. Yeah, it's a shame. Um, but yeah, you should you should just you should just partner again. Just get those yeah. get those ads on there. I think Colin's doing that, isn't he? Playing ads on his gaming videos, whatever. Uh, uh he's not making money from that though. He's just putting ads on it. But you can't. How can you put ads but not make money? Where does that yeah, money go? Money, yes. yeah, you just goes to Google. Just goes to Google. Well, nah, fuck that. He but might as well make the money. Out. He might as well make well, he makes money. Well, he doesn't need it. He makes a fuckload of money on Patreon. But I'd, I'd like rather be watching an ad and it's have go to college and have that go to Google. Like, fuck so that go to I, Google. No, I agree. And still going to it. I mean, it's going to go into his AdSense account and he can just He can just choose He doesn't have an AdSense You have to have an AdSense account. So monetization, you have to. You literally have to. You can just click run ads. You can just run ads. No, you have to. You be, have to, but to uh, set up yeah. to set up monetization. Otherwise, it what the the thing won't appear. You have to have AdSense. Otherwise, that's they, like a they won't allow you to do it. Yeah. That's a requirement now. So like, I feel oh, like man. that happened. Yeah, like I feel like before when I monetized, that wasn't like a thing because I'm like I'm pretty sure yeah. I don't have AdSense. Account. So there is some channels that aren't with AdSense because it just wasn't like it didn't force you to. And now yeah. if you like leave or something and want to monetize i feel like you have to make an ad yeah account. like i have i i do all my ads on my second channel through adsense and it's really it's a really confusing system but on my main I channel I've, on my main channel i've never dealt with adsense i always do it through my mcn so it's always been curse or freedom or machinima when it was fucking machinima oh my god geez. yeah i don't get adsense at all yeah adsense like is the horrible stuff. it's a horrible yeah. interface okay all, yeah, well let's okay. wrap Assass this up yeah. do assassination contracts okay okay <laughs> So for people that don't know, this is a Kill Connor Club version of Brett's Dead Set cast. No, rip off. It's a version of, <laughs> which is uh, called whatever they call something contracts. Um, uh, I don't remember. Dead Set uh -huh. contracts. What was it? No, no it's. I don't. I don't remember. Hacking. Fixer contracts. contracts? Yeah, fixer contracts. Contract. 
I reckon we've done assassination contracts more times than you've done it what? on Dead Cast. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's yeah. our um, thing now. Yeah, I think we may as well just do it. No, but seriously, when's, where's the Dead Cast? I heard someone made it. Someone's like, I just recorded a Dead Set cast. I'm like, what? Oh, yeah. Was that dude from yeah. the Watchdogs community team or something? Yeah. I, uh, it was two people on that work uh, at yeah, Ubisoft. Yeah, you did Watch like Dogs. a giveaway at the beginning. I listened to like the first 15 minutes or something. Yeah. Wait, you've done I, another Dead Set cast? I haven't listened to it. Yeah, yeah but like after that, it isn't like a real one. It's kind of more like an interview with them and just to yeah, celebrate. Nick's uh, not there. It's a bit shit. Yeah, cause he, he doesn't have a mic. Like I keep asking him and he just, he doesn't have it. So... I wanted to do something, and yeah. I can't wait to have Nick it. back on. It'll be like, how long is it going to be to have Nick back on? Like a year? Like, yeah. He's away. He should for a just while. buy buy a new mic. He should do. Yeah, I know. I'll fucking send him one. Um, okay. Assassination contracts. Pretty much a game where we have a Twitter poll, ask you a question, we give our responses to that question, and then we read your responses out. I'll go from top to bottom. I'll read the first one. Brett, you can read the second one. James, you can read the third one. So, the first question was, is AC Origins... Wait, you know, sorry, I no, said it's it's in. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I was just testing you guys. In AC Origins, I was like, I went to there. I'm like, wait, this sentence already doesn't make sense. In AC Origins, there were particular missions which introduced a naval element to the game. Would you be interested in seeing this develop further? in future titles. Brett, what do you think? Uh, so when you say future titles, you mean just future AC games, right? Just... It could be, yep. Yes, yeah, future okay. AC. So I will accept this contract. So that means yes. Um, yeah, like, well, it, okay, it kind of depends. So I want it to be, of course, the Black Flag team if they were going to do it because I feel like they're the only ones to get it right. I know Ubisoft is making that, what is that game called? Um, the one with the boats. Yeah. yeah, that one. I So I haven't seen it like in action, so I don't know if it would be good. But I feel like they should keep kind of developing it if it makes sense in the setting and everything, and if it is the Black black Flag team. If not, then I. if it doesn't really fit and doesn't need to be there, then there really is no need. But I guess I'll say yes. James? Yeah, um... Why do you meet? What are you doing? Why did you meet your mic? I heard you just unmute it. What do you? What are you meeting for? <laughs> I didn't want to like. I didn't want to like speak. Or ruin it. Um. Oh. <laughs> ruin it by speaking um, on a podcast. Yeah. I, okay. Look. The I no. I I don't want to see any more naval. Okay. I, I really don't. I put this because I thought people would be interested in it, but I don't, I honestly don't want to see any more naval. Fuck it. I'll I'll accept this contract. I mean, I'm kind of indifferent. I don't care. If there's no naval ever again, whatever. But I'm, yeah, I, exactly. naval's fun. I, I don't want it the way it was in Origins. I'd rather it done better, you know? If you're going to do it, do it, you know, go full on. Uh, it was nice touch in Origins. It was a nice little bonus thing to do. I definitely had fun with it. But yeah, if you're going to do it, let's develop it further and make it a bit, a little bit more of an impact. Not quite Black Flag level, but, you know, a little bit more of an impact. Yeah. I mean, I reckon in Origins, like, it would have been better if it was just one mission. But it wasn't. It was, like, a few missions. And, like, the first time you do it, like, oh, this is a cool little thing. But then when you do it, like, the third time, you're like, yeah, it's yeah. just <laughs> fucking boring. Why am I still doing this? So, and especially, like, that Ambush at Sea bonus mission was so shit. I... 
Yeah, I'm not. I'm. I'm not a fan of the navel, to be honest. It was cool the first time, but I think there was just too much yeah, of it. Yeah. Okay. It didn't yeah. Happen. Well, well, the community's response with 463 votes in, 63 percent said yes, they would like to see it develop further. So yeah, wrong. there's that. Okay. Uh, for the second question, it's NAC Origins. They introduced the Senu mechanic. What do you prefer? Uh, so regular eagle vision or senu um yeah i realized I'm... i realized can i just say i realized after doing two of these that you can't accept or decline the contract like i'm i miss i messed up yeah, the point of the game yeah, it's, um yeah. it's just a would you rather yeah tyler go ahead <laughs> i would rather regular eagle vision Mm-hmm. Did I like Senu? Yes. It worked. I was fine with it. No problem. But what do I prefer? I prefer regular Eagle Vision. Not mm-hmm. a complicated Eagle Vision, just a regular, normal Eagle Vision. So that's just me. That's how I feel. I'm a classic kind of guy. Okay. James? Um, I, I mean, I've looking at this from a which gameplay mechanic do I prefer, I prefer Senu. I think it was a way more fun gameplay mechanic than just seeing through walls with Eagle Vision. But moving forward to a character other than Bayek, it needs to be normal Eagle Vision for lore reasons. I think it yeah. makes it makes way more sense. But in terms of which gameplay mechanic, I preferred I prefer Senu. It's just a way better mechanic. Does it make more sense? Not really, but it's just it's just more fun. In a way, see, like Senu, the issue is it's like it's basically like Ubisoft had their fucking drone and their owl and now an eagle for, you know, scouting out areas. Mm-hmm. I just, I like it and I don't like it. So, I don't know. I guess I would go with regular eagle vision as well. Um, yeah, it's just, I like it better. And I feel like going around as an eagle is kind of overpowered seeing where literally everyone is. And I know you kind of can with eagle vision, but it's, it's not the same in a way. But yeah, I mean, they're both fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. All right. So uh, 57% voted Senu's uh, mechanic, whereas 43% voted regular Eagle Vision. Yep. All right. Tyler, uh, we're wrong. We're yeah. wrong. I mean, it's right. <laughs> the community is always right. Okay, the final... <laughs> The final assassination contract is with regards to the next Assassin's Creed game, what would you prefer to see? Either the either a sequel with Bayek or another setting with another character. Uh um, or Brett, I don't know. Who, who I'll go first. Going first. I'm gonna say another game with Connor. Um, <laughs> Shut the fuck up. You piece <laughs> of shit. <laughs> No, we already talked about this, uh, but yeah, a bike sequel, of course, is like, Mm -hmm. it's set up like that way. Bike is a great character. It just makes, it makes so much sense to do it. And I hate when they switch out characters, but if they went back to Connor, I'd be all for it. Fuck off. They're not going back to Connor. Fuck off. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm with you though. I hate when they switch out characters. Back when Connor was the main character, you know, after three, they made a Connor sequel. I would have been fine with it. You know what I mean? It had been better than, you know, continually change. But it turns out we got Edward, so we're lucky in that case. But then when it comes to, like, Shay and fucking... Oh, I mean, no, we still would have got Edward, actually. Jacob, like the what? Kenway. The Kenway family. Maybe we still would have got it maybe, eventually. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Who I mean, knows? they said they um, that, didn't they? From when they started Connor and Haytham, Darby was like, yeah, we fucking... We, we want to do it. And they, thing. 
they kind of did with uh, Mabel as well. Sorry to cut you off, Tyler. Go yeah, on. that's right. But yeah, so by and Bayek's my favorite character since Ezio. So I want Bayek sequel for fuck's sake, for the love of. It's my pin tweeters. For the love of God, give us a Bayek sequel. Hmm. Yeah, we Is that need your that. Pen tweet actually. Did you say that's your penned tweet? Tyler? Yeah, it is. Oh, wait, no. I would, I keep going. Okay. There's a fucking parody account for you, and I always go to that by uh, accident. Oh and the pen, the pen tweet is, I don't care. Parody. I don't follow it. It's just when I just oh, search, I, uh, I search Tynamite, and that's the first one, because it follows me, and I have to type in Tyler, not Tynamite. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I hate that. Yeah. Now I see <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I'm I'm all for a bike sequel as well for the same reasons we talked about before. It's in who to, my top who to follow is the parody account. <laughs> Fuck off. That's amazing. It's, got, um, it's just following seventeen people. It's got over hundred and thirty followers, and every tweet is just I don't care. Once a month, it just tweets I don't care. That's it. Nothing else. It's the best. Um. But yeah, bike sequel. Um, and the community voted eighty-seven percent said a bike sequel, and thirteen percent said another setting. So, I think that's pretty clear. Um, Ubisoft, just do it. Yeah, come on, come on, guys. One thing, one thing I don't like about Ubisoft right now is how we all came together as a community, called out the Nightmare Pack, um, the other fucking one I can't remember now, first and Civ just pack, all yeah. the mic. Wait, what was the other one? The first, first Civ Pack. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, we all made videos just calling it out, mm -hmm. and Ubisoft never changed the price. And I, I didn't really expect them to, but they didn't even do anything. And I tweeted at them just saying, like, fuck off. And it got over, <laughs> you know, 100 likes. And that's me it's saying it. You know, I never Ubi do that. Central I can't believe you did off. that, bro. <laughs> fucking love it. <laughs> it's the respond. best. The thing is, as well, what I love about it is that I, I, no I one has come back at like... us about it. Like, they can't. Yeah. There's nothing they can say about it. Like, um, I mean, Ash, I, he's got nothing to do with it. I don't blame him at all. Like, he's the developer. It's nothing to do with him. Like, you've got people like uh, Amar, who came back at me when I made that poll about, you know, do we want the, the main story in the comics or the games? <laughs> and he came back at me. I also included in that poll another poll as a reply saying... Also, Nightmare Pack, let's sort it out. He didn't say anything about that. And, like, there was another guy um, that was, like, a community guy for it who tweeted out, like, oh, I got the Nightmare Pack, it's so sick. And I, like, replied to it and quoted it saying, fuck you, you dickhead. <laughs> he didn't reply to that because they can't say anything because they know it's fucking wrong. Well, I, like, he's not going to reply to you dickhead but i mean yeah. I, I didn't say i didn't say exactly yeah, those no. words like it was an actual thing but like he didn't say anything and like a bunch of people that saw mine replied to him saying something he didn't reply to anyone and it's like and he, even... didn't, he didn't block me or anything it's like because they know we're fucking right like you can't charge when that did you shit. tweet fuck off who me yeah you when did you tweet that i need to find uh, it let me find it i've been tweeting a lot I... more recently I remember. You Dude, you're a silly goose. Yeah, it's great. You and Nick. It's like you used to say to me, like you and Nick all the time, like whenever I tweeted something dumb, like I remember Nick specifically would tweet me like, oh no, or like he'd be like saying something, trying to get me to like be more professional. And like recently he's just been, he's been a, he's been a fucking silly goose. I like him. It's great. <laughs> See, um, I'm still kinda more professional, but I do just sometimes. I really don't care. Yeah, it's and like it's like you're still yeah. professional, but you you speak your mind, and that's yeah, that's it. That's good. 
But well, I mean, that I tweet believe, doesn't say fuck off, Brett. You know, I know I it, it says, says fuck, fuck in there, and I never say fuck. So, it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's but like when you see a I channel called UB Central saying that. It's like, I said you know, no need to fuck over season pass holders, and, and it has over a hundred likes. And again, yeah, my channel is called UB Central. And just yeah. Hey, dude, we're on your side. I just love that you're on our on our team now. <laughs> yeah, it's great. And then you got um, Dylan replied to you saying, I wouldn't say they included basically nothing. Oh, God. And it's like, it's like, okay, yeah, they put a little bit of work yeah, into modeling exactly. it. But, like, I mean, you've got to understand, like, these professional people that model things, it's not, you know, it, Ubisoft put in nothing. It's like, yeah, sure, the people that modeled it put in work. Like, they did, and they got paid for that work. Like, but... The, you know, Ubisoft have put nothing into the pack. Like, it's bullshit. And, and a guy responded saying, like, the first hit pack wasn't additional work. Like, it was already kind of in the game. Yeah, they just added weapons. It's like the same yeah. thing coming in December. They've got the like the, the warrior pack or something that's like the nightmare pack. And then they've got the, the wacky items pack that's, like, um adding to that one bathrobe outfit where they're adding some <laughs> some dumb weapons or something. And they're still oh doing it, God. and that'll be fifteen hundred healers credits, then a thousand healers credits for those. And it's like, Jesus holy like, fuck! Like you've got like when they when they've released these four different gear packs together, that makes like the price of the game is these four different gear packs they've released post launch, yeah. and they'll release more as well. So what do you do? You're, it's you're not for this, and not with the season the pass. Same, the same value? You're saying these four yeah. gear packs is the same value as the whole game? Is what you're saying? What, and what, the, the, fuck? the season pass they. Remember, James, there is that guy who you you even said he was probably trolling us, but he went off oh, yeah, like yeah. saying, where did they say, oh, you get all gear sets and then like, oh, that could be misread. They didn't actually mean it. He was just defending them. It's like, mm -hmm. dude, no, just like fuck off. They did say in the marketing and it's still on their website in some stores. Yeah, on, like the Ubisoft it's... store, it literally says all gear sets still. Mm -hmm. And yet they removed it in the actual game for some reason. Yeah, it's really fucked the way they changed that. Like, pre-launch, yeah. they mark it as all major expansions and equipment sets. Then post-launch, it's all major expansions. They changed it. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Surely that's got to be illegal in some way. That's false advertising. What are they doing? Someone emailed just... me recently as well saying, oh, I'm going to sue them. And I'm like, okay, I, I guess. Yeah, sure. good luck. I mean... But I just hate how people are also defending the the pack saying like yeah uh it's my money like and sure yes it is but you're That's gonna if you buy it yeah if you buy it you're just fifteen dollars for <laughs> what five things five fucking things it's in bullshit. an outfit you're not oh god it's bullshit because like the 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 hearts of stone dlc for the witcher 3 which was so much shit in that dlc it was so fucking huge was like ten dollars, and it's like you're also you're charging fifteen dollars for the nightmare pack. What is like? And, what the fuck? And the season pass is not twenty dollars or thirty; it's forty dollars. I know. Oh my! So God. far, we haven't got really anything they for the season. Do, they need to change it. Like I said, every video, I'm like, we will forgive you. Just change it. Just do it while you have the chance. Just do it. Why aren't you doing it? Oh God, it's ridiculous. I'm so mad about it still. Well, you know what, guys? Yes. That, that's the Kill Connor Club for 2017. We did it. That's the full three. We ended it with a Nightmare Pack run the way that we should do. <laughs> that's... Oh, what a motherfucking year this podcast we has crazy. had. crazy. 
Can I just say from this episode, we went to like Assassin's Creed to PlayStation exclusives to Halo. Back to AC. <laughs> yeah, that's the Kill Connor Club. That's what we did. The 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 uh, just since it's the last one for the year until the relaunch. Unless you want to be a patron, patreoncom slash has always one dollar more podcast. Just want to say thank you. Obviously, Brett, you've been a guest three times this year. Thank you so much. You're one of our closest friends here on the old tube of you. Um, and thank you for joining us again. And to everyone that's been listening and the huge, huge, huge support we've gotten this year, you know, like the listens to the podcast, like three times, you know, what we had mm. at the start of the year. Um, it's fucking crazy. huge. Crazy. That's, yeah. I, just, I mean, I do want to just say like, thank you to everyone that's supported us and listened and that's come from, you know, my channel videos that I've talked about, like where I've just been like, Oh, check out the kill Connor club. And people have just shown up and like, the, the podcast has grown and thank you to all the guests we've had thank you to the four pillars you know um it's been fucking crazy thank you to everyone over on as always like this year from the start to the finish have just has just grown hugely in terms of everything that we've done so thank you and that's consistency that consistency paying off we haven't missed mm. a single podcast yeah. every week there's been a podcast same for, same um, for no patreon matter what well. yeah exactly same with patreon if you include patreon and kill Connor Club and in this extra because we've done bonus ones as well. We've done fifty four podcasts this year by the end of the year, the two of us. Mm. So like think about that in perspective. That's why we're gonna pre record a bunch next week for the, the next like three you know, three, four weeks of for Patreon and then we can have a month off without having a podcast since we've done it every week for you know, all year. Yeah. So it's crazy. It is fucking and crazy. Look forward to the new artwork, the new Mm. Yeah, relaunch and new shit like fun. we do every year. Yeah, I'm very excited. Mm. Um, sure. So, James, do you want to do the, the final wrap-up for us for this Ooh, year then? I will do. All right. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for Kill Connor Club Episode 62. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for the whole year of 2017. Thank you, Brett, for joining us for the final episode. And thank you, Tyler, for joining me as well. Um, no, cheers, Lace. It's been a blast. <laughs> And thank you to everyone over on patreon.com forward slash as always. Again, if you want to go check it out, patreon.com forward slash as always or top link in the description if you're watching on YouTube. Some of you guys that have been supporting us are Ben or Moderox, Bullsack47, T Man. Yes. Bullsack47 is my favorite. His, um, his name was just Sack47. He's new. And I told him, I'm like, you need to change that to Ballsack because that's what I'm calling you. <laughs> okay, we've got T-Man or Travis, Kizak, uh, Billy the Team Dynamite Captain Robertson, Josh yeah, DeVillier, Josh DeVillier, Damien, uh, Mario5380, Lumistrad, David Bindis, Connor DeRose, uh, Ginger Nut Jared, Longin Fox or George... Uh, Joshua Mora, Gene, Marcus Blackburn, The Humble Worm, Nimbus, Seth, Tom Cunningham, Oscar, Rav J, Zach Neely, Son of a Bitch, Ochi Doggo, Tyler Tranter, Brendan, or BQ Overlord, and Pink Flame, 313, the last one for the year. <laughs> I had to savor that. That's good. Um, <coughs> and that's everyone. Thank you very Excuse much. Excuse me. I just have something to say. Okay. Tyler's gone and kicked rocks over the back. <laughs> You're speaking to the king. <laughs> I just have an announcement to make because in 2017 I butchered Team Lasers. Now they're oh, team God. winners. <laughs> they joined my team. 
we worked together. You saw on the charity event what we did together. And James even proved that he's better than everybody else except me. So anyone that was talking shit to James like he sucked, that's not true. I'm just the best. The Creed retired from YouTube, he was so scared to face me, and said on the stream that he knew he would lose and he prefers to be on my team. That's done. And Brett, listen, mate, I showed you in the community team what the fuck is up. That's done. There's only one man I want to face, and in 2018, you're all going to see it. That Open wasn't a challenge. fair match. Open okay. challenge. Suck my nuts. Open <laughs> challenge to Luma next year supposedly the best ever that's not the case the dynamite the king the best assassin's creed multiplayer in the world it's on open challenge 2018 i will prove and submit myself as the best ever God, now. Wait, just just saying right with addition to that wouldn't it be the best thing ever to see team dynamite the new community versus the old community. Wouldn't that be the best thing ever if that was that a thing that could awesome. happen? I'd honestly pay to get that to happen. To get they're, the they're old like community Esco to get blades. Esco, Luma, you know, people like Rainy and Squiddish and Shemnu and whoever, like, against Team Tynamite with, like, me and Tyler and George and whoever. Like, wouldn't that be the best fucking thing ever? I'd pay them to do that because that'd be the best fucking community thing <laughs> on the planet. I'd love that. Yeah, that, that, that was just scary. Sorry about that, guys. He, he threatened my life. He had a knife and shit. I tried to stop him, but he overpowered me. Um, yeah, that would be cool. Hopefully, he'd stop doing things like that. But yeah, yeah, that would be cool. Sorry about that, Brett and James. I'm sorry about that, guys. I didn't mean it. Yeah. There's still shit on the window, by the way. There's still, like, a, it's stripped down a bit. It's even <laughs> Are you sure that was clean? Are you sure the bird didn't fly into it and, like, that's his brain? It's just, like, saliva. Or, yeah. <laughs> it's just no, it's shit. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, that's... It's a clean window, too. Yeah, so, I mean, it flew off, I'm pretty sure. It just shit everywhere. <laughs> if not, you should go grab it and cook it. Yeah, okay. Alright, I gotta get it. I gotta have a shower and get to fucking work now. I need to eat. I'm gonna go... Wait, 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 can I do the outro? Wait, are we done already? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're, we're done. I did the hey, patient sure. shit. Sure. Wanna... Shout out, thank it's you for another year. Love you all. Uh, Love I just everyone. wanted to say, as always, thank you for having me. As, as always, thank you for coming on. Sure. Alright, there it is. 2017 done and dusted. What a fucking year. We'll see you next year. See you guys later. Don't. Yep. Peace. Don't say peace. <laughs> Don't stop that. We've got to stop Wasn't that next year. Best Wasn't way to go outro? out. Wasn't your outro used to be my really high-pitched? Mine? Yeah. Yeah. Then, like, then we Boy! change it to. Uh, <laughs> oh, I was hoping you'd do it. <laughs> the last KCC, we got a piece, we got a high pitch buy. Can we get a bibbity bibbity? I don't even know how it went. How did it used to go? Do you want to do it? I don't, it? I don't remember how it went. Last one in 2017. The next year, we can make some new memes. Uh, <laughs> Kilcon a club, like that's what it was. I don't know. Is that it? Is that it? <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> I said I'd never do it again. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs>